You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hello. Before we start the episode, just want to let you guys know that we love hearing from you every week. We're so glad that you're enjoying the podcast. Alan and I both love doing this so much, and we're going to continue to grow. But we need your help. If you could take a quick five seconds and hop on over to Apple Podcasts and rate the show, that will help us reach a larger audience, and it'll make me and Alan very, very happy. If you have any ideas for who we should have on the show, please send those over to james at statesidemgmt.com. Thanks so much, guys. Welcome back to the Stateside Podcast with your host, James Ian McMillan and Alan Ashcraft to the left of me. How are we doing? And I'm going to use the word delicious. Oh boy. Our delicious guest is sitting in the glimmering corner <laughs> next to the Irish flag. Um, he is from a really fantastic band called the Angry Lisas. They're a local Portland band. Check him out. Welcome to the show, Sean Taylor. Hey guys. Welcome. Thanks for being patient, Sean. <laughs> As usual, I think I'm ready to go. We get here early, and then all hell breaks loose. Dude, it, that's like the only way it should go, I think. Yeah. We're used to it. You're in a band. <laughs> if something doesn't work, like that means you're probably doing something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, uh, tell me about the band, just you know, for the audience listening at home. Give them kind of the, the quick bio and how you guys started, how many people are in the band. All that good stuff. Yeah. Um, that's funny because I get that same ad. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I play in a band called The Angry Leases. Uh, we've been around for... The project's been around a long time, but we we really just started doing stuff in like 2016, maybe. It's kind of when we started actually like getting the, getting the set together, getting the guys out, doing shows and stuff like that. Um, you were in a band before that. Yeah, uh, I guess you, like everyone. You've been oh in a yeah, bands. forever. Yeah, I've been playing music uh, since I was like 13 years old. Actually, that's kind of how I know Alan. Sort of. Yeah, I, was I don't know if to, you know this. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I wanted to fill in these holes because uh, James asked me, and I I told him about like our most recent thing, uh, designing for uh, Angry Leases and all that. But I was like, I think there was something before that too. So you designed for Angry Leases. Yeah. You did a shirt, two shirts for my old band, The Cold Ground. Oh, this that's was like, what this it was. This was like 2014, maybe? Yep. Yeah. 2013? Mm-hmm. 12? I don't know. It was a yeah, long time ago. 12 sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but before that, um, so we were looking for somebody to design our shirts, and one of my buddies was like, oh, hit up Alan. He's, he was the drummer for Across the Sun. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And my band in high school played some shows with Across the Sun out in Sandy. Mm. At the community oh, center. Oh yeah, out there. dude. Sandy's, you remember those days? That's a special out in that's, Sandy. Yeah. So that's there a was special shows era, in Sandy, dude. Yeah. yeah. So we were like, we were. I mean, I was a kid. I was like 15 years old. Yeah. 14 years old, and uh, we would like book the community center yep. out there, and we would like bring in Portland bands and like, and then high school bands would play, and like all the high school kids would come out. Yeah. And it was super cool. So like, a bunch of my, I like, I didn't meet you back then, but a bunch of my buddies had. Yeah. And they were like, oh, dude, you gotta hit up Alan for. For work. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know any of that. Yeah, the Sandy stuff was 
that's one of those like uh, I'll think about that every now and then. But it's one of those things I don't have anybody to talk to about that. Yeah, because like, if you it's one of those things, if you try to tell somebody about those days, they're like, yeah, man, sounds that's adorable. Sounds mm-hmm. cute. It's a good time. I was like, no, you don't understand. Like some lady that like ran the place would just let a bunch of disgusting teenagers just have it until like midnight. Yep. They would always hire like one police officer. Yep. Who would walk around the room. Yep. Intimidating the kids. Typically love the music himself. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was it was wild. Yeah. We loved that shit. But like but like the kids would just come. Like there'd yeah. be so many people. Tons they would of come? kids. Like they'd come hard. <laughs> Some of them probably do. Let's if this be couch would have been there, maybe. Yeah. kids would just come so hard. Yeah, man. it was it was insane. Like, it's funny because some of those shows were better than like any yeah. shows I've played as an adult. That's why I'm not sarcastic when I say it was just a special era. Because oh, yeah. we would bail on, we we bailed on a couple bigger like Portland shows opening for bands we really liked because there was a, a Sandy opportunity. So we we're like, funny. oh, we're going to do the Sandy thing for sure. Yeah, we have a few of those too. Like uh, the Hillsborough crew, you know, Stefan and Crummit, yeah. Chris Crummit, all those dudes. We would we'd throw these shows out in Hillsborough. Like at the Hillsboro Grange, right? Oh yeah, um, Grange halls or what's a Loa Grange, mm-hmm. and we'd get like bigger, you know, bigger bands for us, like uh, fucking Shiner and Hum. You know, these bigger yeah. bands would come and play, and they'd headline. And it was like cra- it was the craziest thing ever. We'd have like eight hundred people show up to these tiny fucking halls. Yeah, it's almost frustrating that like back when it mattered less you could be more successful. Like some of my best shows were when I was 14 and Mm -hmm. I go to the Hazeldale Grange and I, uh, and by the way, if you ever talk to Stefan and you just, you just say Barber Grange, he will lose his fucking, to this day, because I I was obsessed with Shelter Red. So I was like, dude, you guys got to come out, play this thing. He's like, all right. And the place looked like shit, but the, the stage was like, uh, it was almost like curved at the front. I don't know. The one that I played at? In shelter no, no, you were at the Hazeldale Grange. Okay. Which I, I, I liked more. It was bigger. It was like a 450 cap, and we got close to fucking selling it out a yeah. lot. And I'm, you know, I'm 16, and I've got, you know, fucking $1,200. <laughs> so and cool. now I've got to go out into my Ford Bronco and, like, you know, make sure nobody can see me with all this money so I don't get jumped, and then divide it between all the bands. And <laughs> But the Barber Grange was, uh, it was a whatever show, but Stefan maintains that it was the best show that they've ever played. Like, I guess the stage sound was, like, optimum. It was the best yeah. stage sound he ever experienced. But, but yeah, just these shitty shows. And, like, I know a lot of it was we were in high school. And wh- where is it easier to promote than a bunch of kids who have yeah. no fucking yeah. plans for the weekend? Yeah. Well, it, it was cool just because, like, everybody wanted to be there, too. And yes. it's, like, and at least with, like... That's the key thing. Yeah. Yeah. You well, now... It. Now you have to hound people. I know. You know? Yes. And it's like yeah. people are standing with their arms crossed. Yeah, and yeah. Looking at their watch. Yeah, exactly. They got to work tomorrow. Now, yeah, exactly, dude. It's like everybody wants to go to bed at yep. like ten o'clock, and like mm-hmm. nobody wants to have a good time. Wait till you hit your thirties, man. It just gets worse uh, and worse. Yeah, I know. Trying oh. to get my group of friends to go anywhere, including myself, dude. I think all of two thousand. What was last year? Two thousand eighteen. Yeah. All of two thousand eighteen. It was like. Somehow we only played Friday and Saturday night shows. Yeah. And it was like the whole year we were just like riding high on it. We're like, dude, right. this is awesome. <laughs> like we get to sleep in tomorrow. Like this is so cool. See, that started to backfire for my <laughs> band. We'd, we'd try to book weekend shows and then it occurred to us that that all of our friends, the great majority of them were bartenders and waiters. Ah. So, you know, you have to book like a Tuesday night show mm-hmm. if you want your buddies I to actually, 
I experienced exactly this where uh, the band I'm in played its first show in like three years. We, we had like a bunch of lineup changes yeah, was, and shit. I was out of town. I'm bummed I missed it. Yeah, and it was on a Sunday night, and I'd been saying for the longest time, we were like writing a little bit, and we weren't sure if we were going to do the whole like live show thing, and then we got an opportunity, so we were like, all right, let's do it. And I'd been saying months leading up to that that I wanted specifically some like crusty Wednesday night, like max capacity of like 30. Like I didn't want our first show to be... In front of a ton of people. Yeah. So, you know, I hear that it's Sunday and I'm like, oh, beautiful, dude. Who's going to show up to that? It ends up being the most convenient (laughs) shit because we open that show. So 630 on a Sunday, people Mm -hmm. are like, oh, dude, I have all the time in the world for that. I'll be home by 730. I'm in bed by nine. Love it. So we had a fuckload of people there, and luckily it all went. Was that the Paris? Yeah, it was at the Paris Theater. Oh, the Saying Paris. those words out loud is just so funny. Such a bizarre was it venue at the Paris? now. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you guys been there recently? Oh yeah, I saw I saw Mike's band play there actually. Oh, okay. uh, That's like one of the first the venues summer. we all played at when Th- we. That were was like the 14. first. Yeah, when I was like thirteen or fourteen, yes. yeah, I remember yeah. like one of my friends had an older brother. He's like, "We're gonna go to a concert." That yeah. would be like and, our generation. And I was like, yeah. "Cool, dude! Like, right. yeah, I've never seen like a like a punk band in Portland. Like, oh, that sounds." Cool. He's like, yeah, we're going to the Paris. Yep. And I was like, cool, man. It was right and next we to another state of mind. Yeah. Rock yeah. Place. Oh, yeah. It's it was... open like one hour. Yeah. Over. Yeah. Oh, man. It was like, so like one of my first Portland shows I ever saw was like Paris before it closed and turned Same. into the weird. I used to think that Portland Jack was like fucking them. Broadway. I was oh, like, yeah. how do we Me break too. into Portland? Or... And then it was it was that Paris weird. Theater. And that's when uh, we played Battle of the Bands with Shelter Red. That's where I'm. Paris? I, yeah, I became aware of Shelter Red in like, what would that be? 2003? Something like I that. I mean, it was forever um, ago. Shit. I started Shelter Red in like 2002. Okay. Because I remember me How and my buddies, you... well, we backed back through Europe for two months, and I remember that was 2000, it was right before 9-11. Okay. So we got home, 9-11 happened, and I had only been home for like a week. So it could have been two, up to and 2005. Then, I just know I was... Because I remember right after that, I started the band, so it was like, yeah. I was still in high school, and that was... I was out of high school in, in 2005. So I, I would have still been in the band by then. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and I remember specifically being like, whoa, like this venue. Oh my God, Portland. Like this is the <laughs> rock venue is so sick. And then like, uh, somebody was sound checking their kick and, uh, sound guys like, Hey, give me the kick. And it's like, goosh, goosh. Right. And then some fucking rats, a family of rats came <laughs> from out under the, the stage, <laughs> whoa. under the stage, kind of looked around like, what the fuck is, that is, doesn't the, get more punk rock than is that. the building falling apart? And then they like cut like a hard right and they go under some other shit. And I'm just like, that's so cool. <laughs> like yeah. I had like, I just thought it was so rad. All of my first like formidable, like, you know, rock and roll experiences at the Paris theater. Yeah. Well you know, now like, they got fucking VIP sections and they yeah. make all their money on nightclub lights. shit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they have like a, a fifty thousand dollar like uh LED backdrop. They can like see the oh, floor. Really? Dude, an <laughs> hour an hour before the show, our vocalist hits me up and goes, Dude, we have to give him some sort of like a two by one uh oh, yeah, static image. Is that what that was? Right that was yeah. They're like, do it right now and I'm like, Oh my god, okay. You're so a I, professional. Yeah, can you so pull I, that shit up? I want to see that. That's yeah. on the band's Instagram, right? Uh yes it is. That, that would actually be the best place to go. It's a good show though? I think so, yeah. There were like, Actually, man, I, you know, when I was young too, like, I felt like I played a lot more like cool shows. Same. It was yeah. like, I never, I, we never did like Paris, but it was like, man, we played Satyricon like, like three or four too. times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, oh cool. We had a really good <clears throat> string of like uh, college shows, like in like people's dorm Oh yeah. Like what? weird, <laughs> random fucking, not dorm rooms, but like they're, uh, that's not the right word. Um, fraternity mm-hmm. 
buildings or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, look at these chandeliers, dude. Crazy. What's, That's the Paris what, Theater. What's less rock and roll than that? Whoa. That looks rad, though. It, it does, does look pretty rad. Look at those smoke machines Good going for on. Good man. Wow, look at that backdrop you that made in five old minutes. old school yeah. Portland. He didn't make that in five minutes. That was I swear else. to God. Really? Yeah, had I'm to. I'm sure he did. Had no that choice. That I had my would have backpack taken me on. a year. My backpack yeah, was so on So now that I know, it only takes you five minutes to make a backdrop before I leave. Well... Technically, okay, I manage producers and mix engineers, so my argument is, well, <laughs> you're not paying them for the time. You're paying you're them, paying for, them the for all the years. Oh, well, see, right. you, you want to hear mine? Hey, I, man, I've, I've paid Alan every time. I, I've had people go, oh, you did that really quick. That was like, And I was like, yeah, I knocked it out in like 30 minutes. They're like, oh, it was only 30 minutes? I'm like, well, technically, it was 16 was years 16 in 30, years? 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the truth. Yeah, it's it not is. And then the do truth. the math and tell them how much that is per hour. Right, and yeah. They'll feel the really bad. Yeah, that's $50 an hour times 16 Dude, years. Dude, especially for producers. Not only is it the time it takes them to get to this place where they're good, but all the fucking gear they've invested. Oh, yeah. All mm-hmm. Mike and all, they have fucking credit card debt. Oh, Every yeah. one of them. Fuck yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just, I have a very little sympathy. And it's funny because people also do, not just the time, they'll say, well, and I, I will admit there is some validity to this, but they'll say like, well, it's just me and a ukulele. You know, it's just me and my acoustic guitar. Is it still going to be the full rate? You're like, Yeah. Right. Uh, technically, yeah. yes. I mean, we should have a conversation. We can figure this out. But technically, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a, you know, a 200-piece orchestra or you and your harmonica. Well, and it, the value for X producer is the same. Well, yeah. at the risk of sounding conceited, too, whenever somebody says something like that to me, I, I usually am like, well, then if, if you're questioning whether or not my work has any value... You didn't research me enough. Yeah. You what, didn't see what I'm capable of. We might of. not be a good fit. Right. Yeah. You need to go look at what I can do. And then you're going to be like, hey, man, whatever, whatever Dude. you want to charge. And it doesn't even matter how long it takes at that no. point. It's like if no. you can produce something that someone likes in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Why cares? is that a bad thing? Yeah. Right. It's, it's like the thing you get is the same. That's right. Well, and so there's no point. Right. Yeah. And any time a client has come to me and been like, uh, that only took you five minutes. Like, why am I paying $500 for that? You then should say you're welcome. I usually what I respond with is, well, what do you value more, time or money? Mm-hmm. And then there's always a huge pregnant pause because they're like, "Fuck, I that's, never considered that's it." That's really good. And what's the triangle? It's, it's like it's yeah. like quality, time, right. and cost. Because if you right. value time over money, I should be charging you twice as much as I did because mm-hmm. I just did it in five minutes. You now have a print file, good to go. I'm not fucking with your day, your week. Yep. You can run yep. your business, your band. Yep. It, if it's money, then okay, I'm going to take three weeks on this. It's going to be sick. But you only got to pay this amount. Like it's you can't Absolutely. have it both ways. Yeah. So you just have to. There has to be a symmetry of logic there. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's a conversation I'm I'm trying to have with especially young people in bands the past six months or so, and it it's really the message is, okay, if you're starting out in this thing, you really this is a karma based industry, and what you put out is going to come back to you. So if you if you do want to undermine Mike or whoever it mm-hmm. is, then it really does come back to oh, like, yeah. start this thing out right. Mm-hmm. Pay these guys what they're worth. Oh, yeah. Pay them even more than that. Yeah. If you can, I know it's hard and I don't want you to go bankrupt, but like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it, yeah. You got to show them the love. And, and if you start a relationship with especially producers um, and you started out the right way, you're, you're going to win because oh, they're yeah. going to tell everyone around them. And, and the bigger it gets, Crummits of the world. These guys, they fucking know people. Mm-hmm. Crummits manager yeah. is the guy who found fucking 
uh, Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco, yeah. and you know, like he met. Come on, man. Well, yeah. it's a breath away from success. I mean, there's yeah. so many short-sighted individuals. If it's you're really short-sighted, I mean, even even on a, like a smaller scale of what you're deciding, like if when I work with Sean, if he was a nightmare, there's no way I would invite him on this podcast. Right. And I'm not saying that because he's on this podcast now, he's going to be on the cover of Time Magazine. No, tomorrow. no, wait, no, I'm, but it, what? But it's still an opportunity. <laughs> you're like, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. You're still even yeah. if a hundred people listen to this. That's a hundred. That's a great people, example. Because he wasn't a dick to work with. There's now guaranteed another hundred people that are going to hear, and that's Absolutely. a small thing. But then if you quantify that, yep. I mean, it, yep. it now just people pays. go check out the band. People listen to the show, and they're yep. at ninety percent of our audience are music based people. Oh yeah, you know, it's like. It just pays That's, to be a decent person, be a decent customer. I know. Just like it's my responsibility oh, yeah. to be a decent designer. Respond to that email as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. We all get busy. I get it. But, you know, try to try to just be, even if you can't respond with a hard answer, respond with that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm looking I'm really for the answer for on. you, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's the, it's the real and genuine critique of any of the people I represent. Yeah. Of me. They'll, they'll say that. They'll say, I know you're a busy guy, James. The only thing I'm asking from you is to just respond quickly. What helped me? Even if it's not the most warm, you know. Yeah. No, exactly. Lengthy well, response. Just say, hey, I see you. I acknowledge you. Yep. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. Yeah. What helped me was just the rule. Uh, and it's an old rule, but do delegate or delete. Mm-hmm. So it's an email. You can't do anything about delete it. If it's okay. something you have nothing to do with, delegate it. Right. If you can knock it out, do. And do is kind of the, that's the one you really have to focus on. Because do doesn't always mean execute. Do can literally mean respond that you intend to execute. Oh, do yeah. something. Oh, yeah. Do right. something. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is it? Do, what are the three again? Do, delegate, or delete. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just That's people great. knowing that you're thinking about their thing. Yes. Is like super important. So it's like, I do a ton Especially of guitar with repairs. art. Yeah, and it's like, it's like, if you have somebody's thing, just to be like, hey, I'm not gonna, I can't get to it right. this week. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even next week, but I'm like, but I'm thinking about it and it's not off my radar. Yeah. Like that's enough. I know. That's enough for people to just be like, okay, yeah, just on your own time. Like, like do it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Like it's cool to have that rapport with people. Yes. Yeah. It's so important. Um, so, so what are some of the influences for the Angelises? Yeah. (laughs) Well, you've got a sweet, uh, hot water music poster right here. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it's weird because I don't really feel like our band like belongs anywhere. It's like, I mean, I was super influenced by like this wave of punk rock, you know? Right. Yeah. Like when I was young, like, like I grew up listening to bands like No Effects or Me like, too, yeah. uh, or I was like, just telling him I'm in this like <laughs> punk ska yeah. mood lately. Yeah. A lot that, of Rancid. And, oh, yeah. yeah. I love, love Rancid. It. it was like, it was like No Effects, <laughs> Rancid. Like, I listened to a bunch of Weezer. Like, okay, I had an older sister. And so it was like, she was getting into How that old kind is of she? stuff. Seven years older. Uh, so like my age, 35. Oh, okay, yeah. Somewhere in there, yeah. yeah. so that's yeah. like, yeah, we probably... I'm bad at math. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, so it was like the first, like, we'd be in the car and she'd be like, this is Weezer, it's your favorite band. Right. And I'd be like, okay, yeah. Dude, the Blue this Album is awesome. Pinkerton yeah. are just the best. And so it's like I grew up with, like, it was literally the Blue Album and, like, Enema of the State. Yeah, Or, like, the two yeah. CDs that, like, it was just back and forth. God, back and Enema of the State so was cool, some man. shit. I'm not even a Blink fan, but, like, you have to <laughs> yeah, recognize... Gotta give that props. album, like, as a... I mean, it's just, like, it's a great piece of history. By the way, yeah. Alan, that's another band that, growing up, like, when you first met me back in the day, we were such arrogant, like, pompous... Oh, yeah. It's because I mean, we were uh, insecure. We, yeah. 
And, uh, and we were told to fake it until we make it. And then we do that. And then we're called dickheads. Yeah. And like, we were just <laughs> can't elitist, fucking win. Such elitist. Like, yeah. Like, and even Rants and all those bands where you're like, fuck that, man. Yeah. It was so uncool. Like, so uncool. So uncool. And well, now, I, now that you're older and you look back, you're like, those are like actual rock bands. Yeah. Right? And comparing them to the fucking horseshit that's out there now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I, was, I was a part of that clique that, like, because Slipknot was my band. That was right. like the most important fucking band. See, that band. was another band I used to make fun of. Yeah. And, and now I, I'm like, what? And for me, my because, you know, there's no way to objectively quantify what what band is better than what. So I had to make it. Oh, well, the heaviest band is the best. Yeah. Uh, And Slipknot's heavier than Blink-182 by a fucking metric ton. What is that? So Blink-182 are all. And then, of course, you do the whole like. It's like a machismo thing. You do the whole homosexual thing. Right. Exactly. They're gay. That's why they're so it's no, they're playing a different style of music that comes from. But that's just what I would always do. So I was that prick that was just like, uh, yeah. Some kid would be like, "Dude, it's all about no effects." And I'd be like, "Bro, <laughs> go listen to Mud Van and get back to me." Yeah, like, totally. like no effects isn't even playing crank amps, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you don't realize how dumb you they don't sound. Have masks, but like, bro. I look yeah. at Mud Vane now and I'm like, I'm listening that to dudes in makeup. Like, but I'm then, not then that he's cool. way gayer if you yeah, want to compare. Right. If you <laughs> want to go that way, <laughs> yeah. And then you compare like uh, the dude from No Effects' net worth with like anybody from any I metal know. band, and you're just like, or the fucking legacy. What is Mud Vane? doing right Dude, now yeah yeah Nothing. past yeah. year or so i've directly written invoices to fat mike oh yeah and it's like my 15 year old's brain which oh, i'm sure losing dude. its mind yeah well yeah. it's like I, there's... and i can I, just to not to interrupt you but you are right he is doing well oh yeah and the, the yeah. guy like jesus christ well, you, it doesn't guys. matter well, you what hours at, you put on there. You look at like uh, Just because yeah, he's he's got. I mean, he's like number one on the net worth of all like punk rockers. Yeah. He's the man, dude. Not that I mean, that's just what Google said. I, right, right. But you know, it's like there's always like who are the richest dudes in punk rock, and he's it's a, like he's an entrepreneur. It's like dude from yeah. Bad Religion who started yes. the label. The and doctor is uh, Feldman up there. John Feldman. He has we to could be. look it up. Dude. He, has he would to have be. to be. Well, let's There's look no it up. Dude. I mean, he Goldfinger. The, the last record was on Rise. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And, For and sure, I, dude. I worked with well, him on well, that last album. Well, he, gets he, points on he did like. He I mean, he's getting yeah. the producer credits. Like yeah. he did the last Blink album. Yeah, he's like, writing yes. like actual. Oh yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, there was a band. There's some royalties. He's balling. There was a band on Rise called Makeout, and I think that. Feldman Change did a lot it. of that. Mm-hmm. He was he was fucking shit up there too. Like he just has so many streams of. Oh yeah, I know, man. Those guys get it oh, yeah. done. I love it. And and so Mike cool. from MXPX is playing bass for them now. That's right? another band I'm kind of listening yeah. to lately. Well, that was I like never that was, listened to. That was another up. like Ever. yeah. When I was a kid, it was like yeah, listening to that kind of stuff. So so yeah, I was like listening to all that punk rock like mm-hmm. as a kid. But then. Like, but, but they but I wasn't, those are not punk rock. No, we're not really. No, not you guys at all. remind me more of like the Weezer side. Yeah, uh, like Super Drag. Did you ever hear Super Drag? Yeah, growing up. So like, so the the two records we have out are like. From what I heard, there. Yeah, our the the record we're working on with Mike is is going to be like a a rock and roll record. It's oh, like that's it's, awesome. It's we cranked it up like three notches, which I'm really excited about. But yeah, like like back in the day, I was listening to those bands, but like I wasn't writing music when i was a kid you know yeah and so then like bands like hot water music came around when i was older or like like against me or like the gaslight yeah. anthem or like these dudes mm-hmm. who were like who were like influenced by punk rock but then like not doing punk rock mm-hmm. they were like they were just doing some rock and roll variant of yes, like whatever yeah. they That's what i love on. about uh, josh home from queen's oh yeah he's like black flag and uh-huh you know, yeah uh, dead kennedys and all these like hardcore punk bands yeah but then he just took that and made it like yeah, Vicodin version. That does actually happen quite. I never really thought about that, but 
That's a thing that happens quite a bit. I guess, I mean, we're all a little bit. The band I'm in now is more like what you guys are describing, and yeah. I was never a fan of that shit. Yeah. I just, uh, but right. I'm, I'm 32, so I'm at that point now where I can let go of the vanity of, well, is it heavy? Is there a lot of double kick? Oh, I'm God, just like, bro, care. I'm playing drums. Yeah, and, and it's all, fun. And I play drums a in a time. goth metal band. I had to wear makeup every night for fucking Dude, honestly, nine Alan, weeks. From what I remember, and I don't, you know, I could be wrong, but from what I remember, like the way that you used to play compared to now, mm-hmm. I like the way you play now better. I that think, could just be a yeah. cup of tea thing for me, my taste. Yeah. But I think you're a better just in the pocket. I think drummer. I'm closer to like a drummer's drummer now. Yeah. Because I dude from far, like just yeah, hit, yeah. Hit hard, fucking solid. Yeah, like it's the fun to watch. I mean, the older I get, the more I do appreciate the um, you know, the Joey Jordisons and shit. They got me started. Um, I still think Danny Carey from Tool is oh, one of the greatest of all maniac. time. Top five for me. But I have appreciated more the the Chad Smiths right. and the Chris Robbins right. and the fucking uh, who's the guy that drums for fucking everybody? Uh, Josh Freeze. Josh Freeze. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, that's insane. You know, I I can appreciate that shit more and. I'm at a point now where I could go to a drum clinic and watch a guy do a 4-4 groove for fucking 20 minutes and love it. Me too. Yeah. Whereas as a kid, I'm like, bro, there was no double kick. There was no blistering yeah. blast beats. Like, it's, it's so funny. It's a different appreciation. It's a matured See, appreciation. I was like the other way, in a way, like uh, me like me and Stefan and those dudes, we thought double kick was for fucking pussies. Oh, growing. Chris, Chris like, Crummett still does. Yeah, and I still kind of do. But <laughs> That I, now, fucker roasts me all the now time. now I've gotten du- over it. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So it's, funny it is, how that works. funny. Yeah, I'm over here thinking that, like, I'm learning, like, the fucking most manly shit ever. Right, right. Like, just, like, straight lumberjack drumming right. is with a double kick pedal, and Crumb is over here just like, that's no. the wackiest shit of all time. <laughs> yeah. I know, for, like, at least for me, it's, like, like back in the day, right? Like, back to, like, Sandy shows. Like, the band I was in was, like, a punk band. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what I was playing was way more influenced by, like, what I listened to as a kid. But like the older I got, I was like, it's not really that fun. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like I just want to play music that's like fun to play yes. and like and like that kind of gives me something. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I don't know. I think just growing like as an artist, right? You're like, sure, you could probably like still nail double bass, whatever blast beats yeah. if you want to do it. But it's like just learning how to do something else too is like, yeah. I think it makes your brain do something. You know, like it's, just being able to do yep, different totally. things and like, but enjoy them just for like what they are. I think mm-hmm. that's really yeah. important. Yeah, well, it's almost like a it's, a, it's a weird thing where in my mind, I feel like I'm going backwards. Like, you just went to the coolest thing, which is double kick, and now you're reverting. But then as I got older, I realized that's not, I'm really just going back and appreciating an aspect of music, and specifically with percussion, that I skipped over immediately. Yeah. I mean, I had a double kick pedal three months into playing drums. Yeah. So my relationship with a single kick oh, pedal... Wow. Just never exist. really existed, right? Yeah. Or, or if it did, it was never given that ability to flourish, and yeah. So now it's fun to kind of like to dig in, and and I think honestly, in a weird way, after what has it been? Uh, I started drumming in two thousand one, so what is that eighteen years? Yeah, it doesn't seem right. I, I the math is on, but that feels your wrong drumming to... skills are uh, out of high school, and yeah, uh, they're no longer your responsibility. Yeah, they're they're now. I feel like they're <laughs> they're almost like a like there's like a silver fox now. You yeah. know, they're like oh, the yeah. CEO of some company, and yeah. they're kind of like your little... drumming skills are a young entrepreneur. Yeah, you know, yeah, fresh yeah. out of college. Yeah, maybe that's better because it's yeah. only eighteen years. I don't yeah. think I'm or like... fresh into college. Yeah, unless drumming is like dog years. <laughs> right, your drumming skills just enrolled in the business college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and they're excited about the future, and they just have a 
a tighter grasp of reality. They're ready and, to get in debt. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's been it's been That's a blast. Funny. It's more fun now than ever, which is Well, sometimes it's like it's more about what you don't do yeah. than what you do oh. do anyways. Like yep. like that's another thing too is like a lot of the bands I had played in before it was like it was like how do we fill as much space yes. as possible? Oh yeah. And like my last band was a three piece. And so like it was that times a thousand cuz mm. it's like there always has to it's like between bass and guitar it's like we always have to be playing something that's like all yeah. over like there's no room for not doing anything. Yeah. Dude, and, you are speaking the truth to me right now. <laughs> this is what happened for me. Yeah. And so exactly. Like, like and so I like, just want to play shit that was fun, yeah. hooky, catchy. I was in a band called The Days and Nights, and that's that was our like code of ethic. Yeah. It was like dumber the better, yeah. stripped down, yeah. less is more. It, how, it is. When it yeah. sounds dumb in your head, it's coming out way different. Yeah. It's, yeah. Kind of, it's, it's hitting the audience as like fucking calculated, and yep. it just, yeah. it's open, and they're able to just... I mean, it got to the point where, like, we, exactly, Nate, dude. the guitar player, we, me, because I would come up with a lot of the riffs. I think I've told you how we would write. Oh, yeah. You guys I, would, like, I'm switch. not very good at guitar. My thing is drumming. So I would, but I would come up with the majority of, like, the idea for guitar riffs and give it to him, and then he'd make it way better. Yeah. And he would play drums while I was playing guitar. And anyway, um, but again, and because of that, I wasn't very good at doing chords. And so it was always like, just like blocky one yeah. string note thing. And so then he would take that and make it ratter. But it became like our way of writing to just, we almost never had chords. Yeah. yeah. Like you would sketch and then he would go over it with pen. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Less yeah. is more. Yeah. Yeah. Our, like our drummer said that to me once, like we were talking about like tempos mm -hmm. and like, and that's a simple thing too. It's like just playing something a little faster or a little slower. And he yeah. was just like, you know, he's like, we should just give the audience more space. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit, dude. Like that's such a, like, that was the least profound sounding thing ever. But like, when you really think about it, it's like, oh yeah. Like if we play the song, 10 15 bpm faster live like you really take away a ton of what the audience can yeah, get know, out of it just by pulling it back and so like just kind of i mean the that's music some, we that's play that's a monk shit yeah, that is yeah. like that's one of those if you sit and think about it it's like holy so, shit you are true. you are considering the audience as like giving them space no one ever thinks about what the audience needs yeah it's no they we should. know what's up we're the professionals right yeah you sit there and listen yeah. But it's like, fuck, dude, put put yourself in their position as a listener. Yeah, a little space is huge. Yeah. It's huge. Is What's there like, anything that we can listen to? Uh, sh uh sure, dude. From the band? Yeah. Uh, I just want to check it out. Can you pull maybe absolutely. the Instagram up? I mean, um, the, whole, the whole record's good. I'm trying to think if there was a standout track for me. I felt so like you're it, working with Mike right now? I could give... I. You guys got Dropbox on here? Yep. I could let you guys listen to the B-side from our record that we didn't put out. Yeah, are whatever, you whatever you, want. you could get something a little exclusive? Are you yeah. able to like send it to me from your phone? Yeah, sure, I, dude. Or you can listen to one of the regular tracks. I don't know. Maybe my band will kill me. I don't know where my phone is. Okay, oh, well, I'll start. Is. I'll start with a uh, send me that, and I'll start with a regular track. We'll do a little of both. Um, don't worry about rushing. I can always edit all this dude, bullshit. There's no editing allowed. If that's one thing that I've learned, this is live <laughs> from uh from Rogan. Yeah. Well, he he does it live. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So totally. Sick. Should I play this uh, song uh, teaser? Is this a decent? Uh, I wouldn't. Well, okay. it's only a minute. If you just want a minute of the tune, then then it's a good place to start. Yeah, I yeah maybe that that might be good. Yeah. Sure, dude. Let's do it. Plus, I haven't seen this, so I'm just selfish. When was this? Oh. 
This came out September 21st of last year. That fucking that riff that <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> Thanks, That's catchy. Man. That's rad. That uh yeah, that reminds me a lot of the stuff I grew up listening to. Yeah, we had a uh, cool. Vortex premiered that one for us. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a it's a cool little EP, man. Like we uh so for 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 this one, all that went wrong, we uh look at that on nine fourteen. What does that mean? Oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like, so for this one, like, we locked ourselves out in a cabin in the woods, and like, we did everything ourselves. We're oh, like, that's so cool. So like, our the the bass player in our band, he like, he's got all the recording gear, and so like, we just set up mics in the middle of the room. It was at a our our guitar player's house. Like, his parents left, and they live out in this cabin way out way out in past Sandy. Jeez. And his dad's a hunter, so he's got like all these trophy heads. Like, and so like the drums are just like set up in the room, and it's just like the most intimidating thing you've ever yeah. seen. But yeah, so that whole record we like we just recorded and, and put out ourselves, and Jeez. Cool. it was a lot of fun, man. But uh, we really it was only five songs, and so like, yeah, like we could handle that. But yeah, how many yeah. songs are you doing with Mike? Uh, we tracked thirteen. Cool. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably cut it down to ten. Yeah. Um, is he gonna mix it as well? Yep. Cool. Yeah. Well. Is he gonna master it as well? Probably. I don't know, That's Mike. The Mike are way. you gonna do it? Yeah. <laughs> My guess is he will. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I used to manage Mike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I He's saw been, him on your website. I thought I talked to you at one point. You talked to me. Yeah. Yeah. I Did think we you talk? sent me a Facebook message like a couple years ago. Yeah. I'm like, like dude. I said something about mm-hmm. that. I was like, I remember this name. Yeah, I, we have talked before for sure. Did um, you get that? What? I emailed you something. Oh, let me check. Um, out. yeah, working with Mike's great, man. Mike's the man. Uh, I love that kid. It's been good. He's like, I mean, this isn't a commercial for Mike, but he's a he's a really good no, dude to be. work with. Mike is the best. Yeah. Um, we've put in. So we've been in this building. I think we did eight days with him. And he's the, we probably he's one put of the in, fastest engineers I've ever seen. We put in like a hundred hours maybe. In the, and it was like, I mean, the last day we were here last Saturday, it's like we did like a 13 or 14 hour he's day. He's a grinder. It was like, it was, were you guys I felt really bad really late for nights? We did a couple. Yeah that's, yeah, that's Mike's way. He's a fucking yeah. vampire. Yeah. yeah I, I was stoked that uh, he was willing to suffer through it. Like Mike's our age, so. Yeah. He's like, he was down to. Suffer. To burn it, yeah. We're yeah. like, dude, let's go shotgun some uh, energy drinks in the parking lot. He's like, yeah, dude. Well, this is a good project for Mike because he's pretty, like, not pigeonholed, but he's definitely known for doing more metal. Oh, yeah, oh, like 100%, doom, dude. fucking metal, metal, Oh, metal. yeah, yeah. And that was so. like, actually, that was one of the reasons we wanted to work with Mike because our the bass player in our band is good buddies with Jared, and, and Jared and Mike are in a band together. Gotcha. Impulse. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. And so... We were just like, man, we've been we've been talking about doing this record for like 
like a year and a half or two years. Like we've been like, we just, all right, we'll do it when it's the right time to do it. Like, let's not rush into it. Like, let's just do it when it feels right. And, right. And like, Dan was like, oh yeah, we should talk to Mike. Like he seems like a really cool, like dude. And like, he does all these metal bands, but like, I think he'd be really fun to work with. We're like, yeah, let's like, let's get together with him. Like, let's send him some tracks. Like, cause one thing for me was like, I wanted to find someone who I thought wanted to do it. Right. Cause yeah. like, there's like we could hire anybody mm-hmm. like we could pay anybody to to do it and like anybody would do it like yeah. that's fine but it's really hard to find someone who's like wants to be a part of something yeah mm-hmm. and so for us or at least for me that was really really important and so i was like hey mike i know you do a ton of metal bands i want to send you like we had demoed the record like a year and a half ago i was like i want to send you this and i want you to listen to it and i just want you to say like yay or nay like if it's a thing you'd want to be a part of and he was just like I think he emailed me back like a day later. He's like, dude, your drummer is a savage. He's <laughs> like, he's like, I want to do this. Like, this is like, your drummer hits exactly like I want to hear it. And like, this would be a lot of fun. And and he said that exact thing to us. He's like, dude, I've been doing a ton of metal records. He's like, I just want to do like balls to the wall rock and roll record. Yeah, I and bet like, that make was refreshing for him. May, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But like, oh, we, it is. we've been having so Sorry. much fun. Like, and I think he's been super into it. So it's like, it's been a yeah. really fun. My, I mean, he, he, he does a lot of metal, but he loves every kind of music yeah he kept saying shit like he was like dude this is the best riff Re- weezer's written since 1994 <laughs> <laughs> well, i can't wait to hear it man it sounds like something i'm gonna i don't know why i would have had for some reason and I, I know mike very little but i would have had him pegged for like the opposite really like metal would have been weird for him but no this style would have been more right yeah that's, that's interesting well i mean he listens to this kind of music more i would wager yeah um, right but he maybe just, that's what i was thinking yeah he more, yeah he's just so fucking good at producing and engineering metal that that's awesome he just got a name for himself yeah and he's good at it that's yeah, a he, special it's a special skill to like produce like i've always there's been a couple guys i, I know when we recorded with uh at lambasis studios it wasn't with tim lambasis but uh it was with his his guy uh dan castleman and there were a couple moments and crummit's done this with me too where like they have ideas for fills oh yeah and like your mind is blown. You're like, dude, that's brilliant. How did I not think of that? And that's a special kind of brain. That's one that I wish, I wish I had a little more. But I think it's also there's an advantage to hearing it. Like you're you're not playing it, you're listening. Yes. And then so things are so much more obvious. Like, oh, why would you go fast fill there? You should go really big and then fast fill at the end of that chorus or you know whatever. Well, it's hard because you get so close to yes, you get yeah. so close to whatever you're working on, and you get so used to hearing it one way that that becomes right. Yes. And it's like, I was just talking to one of my buddies who's like down in LA working on a new record. And they like, I think they had like done like demos of the whole thing before they went down. They Mm. like, they've been doing like a couple days of pre-production and like, he texted me today. He's like, man, he's like, we changed a lot of stuff. (laughs) And I was like, really? I was like, man, that would be so hard for me. Cause like I get so married to things and I've never had someone really be like, let's change this, this, and this. I have it easy cause I play rhythm guitar Yeah, and (laughs) and I sing. And so like, their critiques there are like, there's less places to be like, oh, totally change this 100%. Yeah, exactly. But like, like just being willing to be like, okay, well, maybe this is the way we've done it forever, but maybe it could be cooler. If Mm -hmm. I could just forget about like, you practice and you like, just it just gets drilled into your brain over like, you know, all these 
like years or however long you're playing a thing before you decide to record it, you know? And you're like, yeah. this is how it is. And then you go in and someone's like, oh, you should change that. And you're like, oh, dude, I've been hearing it like this for two years. Well, like, this is the, really hard. It really is yeah. the difference between, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's the difference between an engineer and a producer. Yeah. Those, oh, yeah. Those are the two definitions. Yep. An engineer is someone who can track. Yeah. Right? And someone is running the buttons and mm -hmm. is is fast mm -hmm. and that is a skill set in its own mm -hmm. especially like in the hot markets like los angeles i mean there's guys who are just hired engineers mm -hmm. right um oh but yeah then producing you can yeah. wear both hats like that's what yeah. mike does that's what steph does yep. he's engineering and producing yeah oh yeah and if you're the type of band that you know has everything down like you've been like you said practicing and these are the parts these are this is we don't need any other input then don't go to that kind of guy yeah 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 right oh, i mean yeah. it's it's always it's always amazing to me when people go down that road and then they they butt heads with their producer mm -hmm. it's like hey man <laughs> you got to know who you're going in to work with yeah it's it's hard too because like i feel like people get so attached like the word art carries like such a weight you know you're like this is my art like it like so precious. i created it yes. like this is exactly how it needs to be but it's like at the end of the day, people have like really good input, yes. right? You know, and especially producers. Yeah, yeah, and out loud. and it and it's funny because like you can create a whole thing and and you think that tweaking one little thing is like makes mm -hmm. or breaks it. Like from your point of view, you're like, oh, if we change this, the whole thing's done. Like right. yeah. it's not my vision, but it's like really, it's like if someone's like, actually, this would look cool, a little different color. Yeah. You know, it's like, if you're like, someone's like, hey, Alan, let's design a poster. And and you're like, oh, well, you know, they're like, let's do green and brown. And this. and you're like, actually, purple and red right here would look really cool. Yeah. And this one being like, no. Right. This was my vision. You're like, actually, I'm, I this think it's important just job. to try everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just be open-minded. Yeah. It's a total dance because I've, I've had bands uh, give me revisions and... Uh, I'm annoyed by it in the beginning, but I, I follow through on it. And then two things will happen. Either I will love it as they said, or I won't like it. But that revision itself opened up this idea of mine mm -hmm. to something else. And I'm reluctant to like tell them, but <laughs> in my head, I'm like that, that was sick. Mm -hmm. I would actually, right. and then I start thinking like, I almost turned this in and I was going to be happy with this. If like it went, if it went to print or whatever. Uh, but I am, like enthralled with it now now it's the shit and what's funny is that now that's done this thing to me where i just did some album artwork for a band and got an instant approval and that filled me with fear immediately i was like oh like now i kind of want feedback yeah now i want to hear like what right you know if it's bad feedback i'll tell you but sometimes there's something i'm just i'm so close to a certain aspect of it that you'll go okay but does this make sense here and i'm like holy shit no it doesn't and i wasn't even paying attention to that and then I'll go and fix that and be like, boom, now it's perfect. And I'll have more confidence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you have to be open to that in the beginning. And it took me a long time to get there. I think a place, sure. too, that you want to try to arrive at as an artist, as a band, especially as a band, if you're the guy writing the song, you know, you want to try to arrive at a place where you have the confidence to know that, like, this this isn't a fluke. You can do this again. Yeah. You can recreate this again. And if you're a good, you can just shit out fucking riffs all day. <laughs> and it's like, don't be so precious about this. That's this idea. true. Yeah. Cause you can just like in art, I've, I've definitely hugged things to death. Right. And like tried to keep I mean, it. Yeah. Sometimes you should fight for your art. Yeah. And definitely like, defend there's a vision it. And, but, but you, you can suffocate yeah. it right into the ground and you can fuck it up more than the client's revisions yeah, totally. or mm -hmm. anything. So yeah. the thing I love about like being a song. So like I write all the songs for a band. 
what I really love is like I don't ever think about what what anybody else should do. You know, it's mm-hmm. like so my job as a songwriter is like I'm gonna sit there with like my guitar unplugged or like an acoustic guitar and I'm gonna hash out a demo and I'm gonna like I'm gonna get the structure like pretty close and like and then I'm gonna go to my band who are super creative and be like, how do we do this? Mm-hmm. You know, and like like just being able to take everybody's feedback and like not be like this is this is my vision. Like, here's mm. where we need to go. But to like trust everybody you surround yourself with enough to be like, yeah. everybody's input is really, really important. And everybody's input is going to shape this into something better than I could have done by yeah. myself. Yeah. And that to me is, yeah. is like really, really important. Absolutely. And it's like, and that's one thing a lot of people are afraid of, you know, like a lot of dudes will like, they'll write everything and mm. they'll write the songs and they'll write the arrangements and they'll be like, here's the lead guitar track. Like, let's just do the roots for the baseline and like super simple drum beat or whatever. Like, this is it. Yeah. Yep. This is how you guys learn how to play this now. Yeah. I could never be in a band like uh-uh. that. Unless, unless, you know, you're Josh Fries and you're a I hate it. gun. I hate it. I like, I mean, my favorite part about being in a band with really good musicians is then listening to what they do. Yeah. Cause like, I'm so close to it. Let's like, yeah. I write a song. Okay, cool. You know, I have a, I have a band camp Page, like a private Bandcamp page with like thirty or forty tunes for like out, you know. It's like exactly. I'm, I just write, I write, 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 right, write, right. write. But like, and I don't want to just sit there and listen to myself play acoustic yeah, guitar right. and sing. So it's like to me, my favorite part is getting the band together and being like super inspired by what everybody else can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So because then I want to listen to it. Because mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh cool, like I can forget about the fact that I'm singing or playing guitar it's like i'm listening to what everybody else is doing and i'm just like holy shit that's so cool dude yeah like when we were when jason was tracking drums man like just watching him play raw drums like we weren't even hearing anything but just like watching him do like some fill and just like land it and just Mm -hmm. being like oh dude like this is so awesome like it's nice to have those unfamiliar layers yeah it's not layers that you've heard over and over in your bedroom alone because you wrote them Mm -hmm. it's like fuck dude you just added this whole other I'm hearing it different differently yeah. now because I trusted you. My to, thing changes because of yeah. what you did. Yeah. And like that can yeah. like those can complement each other so much. That's beautiful. Yeah. And that's the way that you because there's no easier way to stifle creativity than to just throw this book on the table mm-hmm. and be like, read it word for word. Yeah. Don't change a single thing. No one's gonna open that with any enthusiasm. Yeah. They're just gonna it's go boring. Fuck, here we go. Can you imagine if I wrote drum beats, dude? It's right. like it's like, dude, I'm not I shouldn't. No. No one should trust me to do that. No. And no one should trust me to go on GarageBand and like pick the pre-named drummer and then be like, oh, just play that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody should trust me. Yep. No, it needs to be like ego has to be out the door. Yeah. Everyone's got their specialty. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about being in a band is that there's forced collaboration. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's there's dictators in the history of music and and some of them have been. Um, for lack of a better term, correct, where like their band has gone on to be pretty big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you have to ask yourself, how much fun was anybody having? How healthy was that situation? Yep. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's crazy. I just I know that I've been fortunate enough to be in a crazy democratic band. Every band I've been in, yeah, it's all been like I'm the head of the drum department, but I'm open to suggestions. He's in charge of the exactly. guitar department, but he's open to suggestions. Mm-hmm. And uh, we lean on each other's expertise, but we're also wide open. For, yeah, yeah. I tell James all the time, my favorite song I've ever been a part of is with uh, the band I'm in now. And it started with our vocalist, who's kind of our jack-of-all-trades. He actually moved from Jersey to Portland to um, to work for Truth Custom Drums. Oh, cool. So he fancies himself a drummer, but he can also play guitar, and none of us can sing, so he sings. Yeah. And he's 
really good at that. So it's this situation where he writes almost like he almost just only had a tail to a riff, but we were loving it. <laughs> and then Daniel, uh, who is like a technical, like kind of like James was saying, he he could put the screws to something like really finesse what somebody else starts. He's pr- so proficient. He used to be in the band No Bragging Rights and he's uh, cool. he was around here in like a band called Burning Twilight and he's just so much experience, so sick. And uh, he'll take it and he builds off of it and I'm just like, I love this song and there's not even drums to it yet. And then, I, you know, if I ever have kind of creative block, I can ask Vinny, like, what do you want to do? And his proficiency isn't where mine is, but his ideas nine times out of ten are better than mine. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, that idea is the shit. I'm going to tweak this <laughs> one thing and now it's it's mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. And I love that. I don't think I could have done that ten years ago. Like yeah. 22-year-old Alan would uh-huh. have been like, no, bro, because that's not my part, so I can't play it now. Yeah, yeah, right. yep. Like, I need all the girls to know that, like, I wrote it, <laughs> and if they find out that you wrote some of that, dude, yeah. they're not going to like me. Oh, yeah. It's, it's weird, silly. dude. It's nice growing up. Yeah, oh, yeah. On this record, I was like, <clears throat> our guitar player is, like, one of the best guitar players I've ever played with, and he's, like, super creative. He's, like, got his own stuff going on. And I was like, hey, dude, how do you feel about, like, co-writing like a couple of like hey i'll text him hey write the second verse for this tune he's like okay Mm -hmm. you know like just out of nowhere it's like dude just being able to like like let other people kind of like take a little bit of creative control and just see where it goes because you can always be like oh that's nope wrong direction Mm -hmm. but just like he wrote this part and i was like dude he's like i just tried to write it like you would write it kind of and right like, and i was like dude this is awesome because like i feel like it's a thing i would sing but it's like a little different like i would yes. have never thought to have done this and so like sure it's like okay well if the song was ever a super big hit and we had to divide the writing you know yeah. it's like sure but like it's like dude i have no problem like singing some other dudes like verse two you know it's yeah. like it's like it's really cool yeah it's i dig it like yeah. i would cover this song if i if it you know like and that's massive for the emotional health of the band too yeah like if i could play guitar and daniel started playing some of my parts i would be like fuck yeah dude he's yeah like, he likes my shit enough that's so cool and it just it helps with the just the camaraderie of the band just yeah. the overall like health of it our yeah. drummer wrote one of the guitar riffs so, on this record oh, so you know cool. it's like we were like yeah. We're just like him and I were just jamming one day on acoustics and he like played. I was like, dude, that's it. Right. And wow. he was like, oh, I don't know what I did. And like, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, it's like, OK, that's it. That's the part for this song. And see, he would never do that if you were the kind of guy that when you started a song, like I said, you threw the book on the table yeah. and said, yeah, here's the part. Dude. He would never have the the mind to like, OK, well, let me because it wouldn't be a system. The Angry Lisa's wouldn't be a system where that's allowed. Yeah. Right. So instead, it's like, yeah, creativity flourishes. So you're going to be rewarded for it. Do it. Get it done. Whatever yeah. whatever thing you fancy and you want to follow, do yeah. that. If anybody right. has a good idea, like let's just roll. Like yeah. who cares? The goal should be to make a good song. Yeah, yeah. help the collective. Mind. Well, egos are like I mean that I mean I think that's what kills a lot of that process is just people who think they know better than everybody else, you know. Yep. It's like who yeah. cares, man? Why Can do you, you want to be up cool? YouTube real quick, buddy Absol- boy. Absolutely. I want to show you something really cool. Really, 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 really cool. Can I run to the restroom real quick while you pull it up? Yeah, please do. Okay. Let's do, uh, 
a new segment oh, shit. called Weird Bands. Called. Nice. This first band is called Winnie Pooh. Winnie Pooh. I'd seen them before. Yeah. On the dark internet. Um, they're really weird. Maybe just type what would be the best. Start with Winnie the Pooh, the weirdest band in the world. They're <laughs> Estonian. Oh, oh, nice. Which is a place, Estonia. Technically. All right, Winnie, Winnie the Winnie Pooh, Winnie Pooh, Winnie Pooh, Estonia, Winnie Pooh. Oh, good. Look how they're dressed. I wasn't sure if it was gonna be weird or fucking insane. Oh, dude, is this? All right, James, you are setting the bar way too high for weird bands. Oh, is this across the sun? <laughs> it might as well be. Alan, go ahead and try to describe to the audience what they're wearing. And what, I just don't what you're know. seeing. Oh, dude, those what are wrestling singlets. Yeah, they're like wrestling. Yeah, so they got tights. The, yeah, wrestling. They singlet. just stopped wrestling. Is the drummer on a spinning platform? That's yes. Sideways. Okay, it's just sideways. I yeah. thought it was upside down. Either way, it's terrible. Uh, singer has like fur on his face. Yeah, I want to see somebody run down the catwalk. They all kind of look like Wolf Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're upside down now. And it's always like this. Every song. Oh, dude, look at his head-mounted microphone. Yeah, I think there's two of them. It's just taped on his head. Um, I'm going to bring up your first act now. Oh, yeah. And uh, I believe it was... <laughs> <laughs> we just go to a Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Hedberg, weirdest band ever. <laughs> There you go. There's Winnie, Winnie Pooh. Dude, I love it. Are they still around? Yeah, they're like really big in Europe. Do they tour with uh, Baby Metal? I wish I had enough confidence to wear that live. I know. Have you guys ever heard of Captured by Robots? No. They play, he plays Portland all the time. Uh, we used to go to shows all the time, like my early 20s. He's a dude that used to work for Disneyland. You do like the animatronics <laughs> at Disneyland. Oh, right. I'm already into it. So he knows how to make robots. So he made a band of robots. That's so it's pretty him awesome. And like five different robots. Is it like something you would have seen at Chuck E. Cheese? Exactly. Like, exactly. Okay. Okay, so, so, so check this shit world's out. World's loneliest musician. Here we go. I don't know if this is a good video, but we'll find the right one. And he's he's fucking hilarious too. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, it's so fucking fun oh, too. I'm pretty sure I've seen this. Doesn't that drummer like blast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does he have to pay that band? <laughs> Maybe. He does really well too. He if tours they all the time. sentient, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they want some money. Like really eccentric. See how he's entering. Oh yeah, he's entering. He's a weirdo, man. Super elaborately. I love theatrics. I do too. We are all fucked. Is this banner? I could not argue with that. All right. Yeah. So far, I'm sold. Let's go ahead and uh, fast forward a bit here. Absolutely. That's not the one. Oh yeah. This is the one. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at that. 
technically two robots it looks like right yeah I've seen one where there's like 15 fucking robots on stage they play trumpets and shit yeah the fucking kick drums on the other side yeah because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's wherever you can do it this is brilliant so for anybody listening captured by robots captured by robots name, by, name of the band you gotta check this out I'm gonna I'm gonna deep dive this tomorrow isn't that amazing while I'm at work. Yeah, I know what I'm going to do for sure. eight hours tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. um, type in The Residents. That was another band I had written down. I don't remember their vibe, but I wrote them down for a reason, I would imagine. Uh, uh, Residents with T T S. Oh, I got you. Yeah. One Minute Movies. I think it auto-corrected. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, do uh, like one minute. Yeah, try that one. One Minute Movies. It almost yeah. has a million views. Go ahead and fast forward a bit, like like we do. Just keep it going and fast forward. Okay. Uh, keep going, maybe. I remember there being people with eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Do, do this and then live. The Resonance Band live. That might... Yeah, live. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Dude, there's... People are weird, man. Dude. I mean, for people at home, they're they're all wearing, like, giant eyeballs. I love it. On their head. See, this is what Portland... The city of Portland should do this with the homeless. Yeah. <laughs> Just give them Just a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go start a band. Dude. Yeah, go start a band. <laughs> okay, I think we get the idea, right, guys? Yeah. Okay, I think we're good. I'm super into it. Um, since our, <laughs> I'd go see it. <laughs> when life gives you mental illness, man. Yeah, we're some lemonade. <laughs> so our band for this new record, we're doing this thing with eyeballs. Yeah, it's the craziest thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our guest oh, Sean mentioned one of the bands I had written down was Baby Metal. Yes. Mm. Any excuse to listen to Baby Metal, dude. Dude, I mean. any excuse to listen to Baby Sean, Metal. Sean, you want to go and explain to the audience what Baby Metal is? Uh, it's the greatest band ever. And how would you visually explain this band? Where uh, are they Korean or are they Japanese? Uh, maybe Japanese. I'm not sure. Either, they're, either uh, or. They're. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain baby metal. It's it's, it's like, like three. It's sister, three chicks. Uh, yeah, they're sisters. At least two of them are, are sisters. Okay. I don't know if all three are. And they're like they wear these crazy. But get they're ups. not the ones playing. They're dancing. No, no, no. And it's like they have a sick like Japanese metal. It's band like Japanese. Them. Right. Yeah, it's like, like a, a heavy metal band with, with like, behind them. like three. And just they just like, go full like kind of K-pop over the K- top. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's the word. That's With, the word. Uh, yeah. But yep. I think it's is it J-pop? Or maybe it's J-pop. <laughs> J-pop. Yeah, yeah that's a know. good point. I don't know anything about culture. Don't don't roast me. I could listen to this song every fucking day. <laughs> so good. So crazy. And they're so adorable. Yes. And yeah. for anybody listening, the name of the song is "Give Me Chocolate." The band is Baby Metal. YouTube that shit. Okay. Okay. And those are sick dance moves. I mean, look at the size of the venue they're playing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't fuck around. Baby Metal has toured with, like, everybody, too. Yeah, right. 
So I got a pitch for you guys. We start a baby metal cover band. Dude. There you go. So I, I was just talking to somebody who was like, who was like trying to shoot the baby metal show when they came to town. Mm-hmm. And they have like all these crazy rules about like, like you can only get pictures with all three girls at a time. Like you're uh, not allowed to like take individual shots of anybody. Yeah. Yep. I would, I would love to see baby metal. Me too. So we, should, we could be baby metal. I'm gonna look I up think I could get those outfits for us three. That would be so if y'all think, I, uh, I have the same legs as one of them, so I could fucking yeah, I'm kill it. Much the same Unfortunately, body. I don't. I'm going to look up tour dates right now. I've been looking up the ghost tour dates. I love ghosts. I would love to see ghost live. Ghost I, I saw them last time they were here. Oh, really? Yeah. It was Man, great. just the stage show alone. So, like, crazy. so cool. And the guy who does all their artwork like helps worked, with all the... I worked one of their shows at the Crystal. Really? Yeah, they're... At the Crystal? Yeah. Nice to work there. I think they're around. doing like I don't think they're doing anything but arenas now. That would have been yeah, awesome. Exactly, dude. They're so good. Like the new stuff is so fucking fun. Looks like we're going to Tokyo, boys. Oh my god, it's like Just super dancey. That's What's the that bummer with bands like this is they get so huge that it becomes all their tour dates are festival dates. Mm-hmm. It just kind of makes the most sense because they could get two hundred and fifty k a pop. Yep. So mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, I'm just doing that. Yep. What's the song they Ghost just put out? Um it's like really like disco-y dance. The fu- was it on oh, the uh, last album? Dance Macabre. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. So they got fun, they man. like they got nominated for a Grammy for that record. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is crazy. I know. They're, I mean, they're so that funny. That gives me too. hope the in like rock and roll band. music. Yeah, but for I guess sure. I don't know if I'd call them. A, they're they're a rock and roll. I band. would. Yeah. They're not Dude, a metal band. What's really? crazier? They're, they're like heavy. What is crazier than rock? I used to think they were heavy. Yeah, yeah. Because you would, right? Yeah, but they're not. Dude, they're poppy. They're like a pop. Yeah, they're, they're like pop rock. Like totally I mean, pop. Like, yeah, like but melodic. it's just like, but with a crank. Yeah. Well, in terms of like <laughs> Satan. having yeah. having hope, what is nuttier than High on Fire winning the Grammy for I best know. metal performance? Crazy. That is fucking nuts. Yeah, they're they're a cool band. They're great. It's just you don't expect like a legacy act like that. To, I know to win anything, it, right. especially up against Under Oath. And they're like, like an underground legacy band. Yes, yeah. I mean, relatively. I mean, we mm-hmm. know who they are, but the average person wouldn't. Yeah. At if you all. told me to rank like the likelihood of wins, they yeah. would have been last. <laughs> Near the bottom. Yeah, very bottom. Um, another weird band. I actually don't really listen to them all that often, but I worked one of their shows, so I got their poster here on the wall. You ever heard of Boredoms from Japan? I haven't, but they're I dig the poster. Uh, let me see if I can find a cool video. They're weird as shit. I feel like Japanese bands are. Coming out on top today. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Have I, you have either of you been to Japan? No, it's at Did the top it, of my list. You never went there playing music or anything? Nope. Was there a demand for it? Y'all y'all were signed to a label. Yeah. Did they ever talk about sending you to They they didn't, honestly. Really? Um they they had like they had like a five year plan for us. Yeah. They sort of I remember somebody at the label telling us they wanted us to kind of slide into that that Azalee dying role. So the best way to explain this is they have like, what is that? One, two, three, four, at least five, maybe six drummers. And then the leader of the band, they're a Japanese group. The leader guy (laughs) will stand in the middle. He's the guy with the hood on. And he's like very Mike Patton-esque, like really eccentric and just crazy shit with his voice. 
Dude, that and is he, a, Like how many guitars? So they have there? three guitar players and seven guitars. <laughs> seven mounted guitars on a thing. That he will like hit with a drumstick and like a bow and Good shit. Lord. And look how many drummers there are. And he'll like orchestrate the whole thing. So like do these big swells with his hands and then drop it down and everyone will stop at the same time. Fendi's probably North love booking these guys. Oh my god, <laughs> they played at the Crystal. That's why I heard about them, and they fucking melted the walls off in like the weirdest way, not yeah. like a metal way. Everyone basically just stands there and just goes, ah, uh, what am I watching? It's like poor man's orchestra. It's very strange. I wouldn't even say I necessarily like it. It's just so they've I got just, like I'm glad eight guitar it, players it exists. on stage. Yeah, yeah, something like that. At least. Yeah, four on that side. It's like if a dude just walked into a guitar center <laughs> yeah. and just put his hands up and everybody <laughs> Everyone listens. Everyone listens. Yeah. It's just chaos. It's like there's some dudes like <laughs> three dudes in the drum playing Guns and Roses in the background. And it actually does kind of sound like a guitar center. Mm -hmm. Silly, but it like it gets crazier because they start. Is she wearing a hospital gown? The drummer on the left. Yeah, uh, it's like an open. It's called dress. fashion, Alan. I guess. <laughs> you ever heard of it? Never. See what happens. Okay. Just a lot of sound. Full guitar center. Yep. Full guitar center. Are they supposed to stop? I don't know, really. Sometimes he just makes motions and they don't stop. What would you do? If you went like this, I'm I know. stopping. Look at the big staff thing he's holding. And he's hitting the guitars. Every time he hits it, I hear a dude yell. Is that part of the... I mean, it's pretty much just noise. I I'm think surprised they're packing rooms, dude. Packing rooms, yeah. Packing. They've been around since, like, the early 90s. <laughs> they used to tour with Nirvana. Really? Yeah. You can look up, like, 92 boardings with Nirvana. Kirk Cobain used to love this band. They I were more, like, like think... punk rock back in the day, I think. Gotcha. I was gonna say anyway, I, I probably need to be a little more stoned to like yeah, yeah, right, really sure. like, but yeah, I, like you know if I was a little stoned and I and I went to a boredom show I think yeah. I think I'd be like oh my god dude I'm ascending. Without weed, it just sounds like somebody's throwing instruments down some stairs. <laughs> yeah, totally. But with like someone turn off that amp. But yeah. with weed, yeah, it's probably sounds like a dude like left his delay pedal on. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. Like I mean, this is obviously the extreme, but I do love that there are digestible weird eccentric bands out there oh yeah mm -hmm. the fact that system of a down became a reno rock band that was touring the world and became multi-millionaires is just amazing Dude. it's true it's so yeah. rad when you when you look at some of the like polka metal like, toxicity is, is like that is on my rotation like yeah i listen to that album record. like once a week it's probably genuinely good but Dude. it's also really weird yeah i, really, I had really one weird. of the best like little chunks of time ever where uh, I got. I don't know if you guys heard about it, but there was a tour announced. It was Corn um, is going to be headlining, and then it's like Alice in Chains, and weirdly enough, Under Oath is going to be on it. Oh wow, and, cool! Good and a couple them. other bands. Um, 
and I got asked to do uh, merch for the tour for Corn. And then as I'm uh, working on stuff for them, I'm like, oh, I need some tunes to listen to. And I was like, well, I just fucking listen to Corn. I haven't listened to Corn in forever, and they were a big band for me. It's another good example of a weird band. So I listened to Issues, and like I used to love that album, but now I'm listening to it with. 15 years more like mm-hmm. experience like as yeah. a human but also as a musician yeah and just appreciating there were a couple songs yeah. i hated as a kid and now i love them i know like yeah. track four know. or five is make me bad and that chorus is so weird but so good i know yeah. like, like jonathan like davis has the music. shittiest great voice ever right it's so bizarre i mean they, they created like a sound there's no bands yeah, doing yeah. that shit well, i know like, well it's like Bleep. Albums are kind of like movies, you know. It's like yeah. it's like like Disney is a great example. It's right. It's like Disney can target a movie to kids and adults. I and just like, got back from Disneyland. Yeah, I'm crazy about it. And so it's like and so like you can sell a movie that has like plot points for yeah, children and right. adults. Right. And so like it's like Wally? everybody. Have you seen Wall-E? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody gets something Fucking different music. out of it. And so like having an album like that, where it's like you can listen to it as like a kid, and like one thing like really strikes a chord, really mm-hmm. resonates with you, and then to be able to go back like ten years later and revisit a record and be like, oh, dude, like. I'm hearing something like that was way beyond my grasp before, right. but it's like, Beautiful. but it's really, really cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think those are, those are the standout albums, right? The ones you can mm-hmm. go back and like, you can experience them differently. Yes. And like with, without even meaning to, but it's like, there's just something there. There's something so magic about like great records. It's like, dude. yeah. I mean, when I was listening to uh self-titled Slipknot or, or LD 50 by Mudvayne or issues by, by corn, I'm, I'm at that point. It was before I was in a band. I couldn't even listen for bass guitar on yeah. a mix. I didn't know how to hear yeah. that. I uh-huh. didn't. I wasn't even playing drums yet, so I didn't know what was a floor tom and what was a kick drum. Yeah, and what the difference between a hi hat and a ride cymbal was. So now I have all that experience, and I'm I'm able to. It's like I can speak the language a little more now. Yeah. So now I can understand the book. Yeah. yeah. It was just such a wild. I just I really tripped out about it. You guys know who the Locusts are? Yeah. That's another. I was shocked crazy when band. I think it was last podcast you said you liked them. I was shocked. I, I mean, I, I don't know if you really can like them. I like. Right. I appreciate that they exist. Yeah, and they were really fun to see live. Like yeah. the drummer doesn't ever count off. You know. Right. He just he'll just hit the snare. He go like, everyone just silent. They stare at the drummer. And tick, and then they go. How much or of just that? Tick, tick, tick. I've encountered so many either players like that or heard from people that bigger bands are like that. As, as musicians, what are your guys' opinions of how much of that comes from like this kind of insecurity of learning to play to a click and, and all that? That's so intimidating. I'm never going to do it. So I'm going to I'm going to put this veil of I do whatever the fuck I want. And like the most punk rock thing ever is just to not count just off. Just and splash. How much of it do you think is this kind of like I, just to be fair, cover. that drummer doesn't fall in that category. OK, he's legit. He does like other shit. And he's dope. Drummer. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that band that it's he just lets the the wheels off. So that's like yeah, that's probably like a creative choice. Yeah, he he's plays. Um, there's a, another hardcore band called Head Wound City. Okay, rad name. <laughs> and it's uh two two guys from the Blood Brothers, the oh, yeah, drummer dude. and bass player from the Locust, and Blood that Brothers. bass player Justin. Something he's in a band. Um, oh fuck, what's their name? Another hardcore band. Can't think of it right now. Uh, really popular band. Jesus Christ. Oh, and then uh, the guitar player from the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Oh, okay. Nick something or other. Um, but yeah, and he's like super solid and dope in that. That's awesome. Yeah, the Locust is like a. They're like purposefully annoying 
And okay. they're just fucking getting <laughs> in your... They, they're dressing up as bugs. Right, yeah. They play like 25-second songs. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, they're... The, the guy... <laughs> The leader of the band, the guy that started the band, his name was Justin. He was on Jerry Springer in the '90s as oh, like a fuck, prank. That's right, the late '90s. I actually remember that. Yeah, he's, they're crazy people. Like they yeah. purposely were just like Fight Club mentality. Like we're purposely pushing people Dude. on, you know, just to fucking piss people off. Like real, real punk rock. One of the guys uh, at Rise, his one of his dreams was to be on Judge Judy. He's obsessed right. with Judge Judy. That's dude, hilarious. Judge Judy's awesome. And she's she's dope, fucking man. amazing, dude. And. uh he he made it happen, She's and he just loaded. sent me pictures. Really? He, I think he went in like June, so the episode. He went to yeah, like it. to see it. He was there like, okay. in the back, yeah, in the audience. Did he meet Judy herself? He did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. she do like meet and greet? She did. Yeah. It was How expensive. Funny. What a sweet gal, dude. It, it was fucking expensive. If I went to go see Judge Judy and I couldn't say like, sign my baby, right? Like, right. I'd be super upset. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was funny too. I felt bad because you guys are familiar. She makes so much money. Oh, dude, ninety so million. She makes more money. than like she's like the richest TV person yeah. ever. Yep. She was murdering it with forty-five mil, and then she was like, "Hey, I think I'm done." And they were like, oh, "You can't be done." And she was like, "I mean, if you're you guys, a cash cow, Judy." Yeah, like you could double my my pay, and they're like, "Yeah, sure." No brainer. <laughs> she's like, "Okay, so ninety million for another season," and they go, "Yeah, it's ninety million a season." Right. right. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So. How many episodes Holy is a season? Shit. I want to say, I want to like say like they're short, probably right. Yeah, it's like twenty plus. I think it's like between twenty and thirty, maybe. Really? But, but they, they're like fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, thirty minutes. I think each case can be around yeah ten fifteen. Um, but I guess from from what he was telling me uh, when he was there, he got to see they basically she she only works one day a week and they just crank out the whole like a yeah, sixteen yeah. hour day just yeah, get them yeah. all done. Oh wow! <sighs> yeah. Sign me up, dude. Yep. And then she just spends the other six days of the week figuring out what she's going to spend ninety million on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I'd spend that kind of money. I think about Jesus that a Christ. lot. I'm yeah. like, dude, if I won the lottery, because there's no other way I'm getting that rich. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, if I won the lottery, what would I do? Yeah. I was like, I don't even think I could. What well, ruins do it. people's lives? Yeah. yeah. I would. You know what I'd do? I'd buy like a shitty cabin in the woods, and I'd like turn it into a studio, and then I'd just like, yeah, sit on my porch and drink coffee all day. I think that's, that's the what move. I say. You got to what you have to do is not change who you are in yeah. your spending. You got to go yeah. what what are the things that even though I got 90 million, it's hard. what would I buy if I had 20,000? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then you just go hard on that. Like, yeah, yeah. studio's a no-brainer. I yeah. I would fucking I would do all the dumb shit. Pay off my house. Yep. I'd have to get like I'd pay off my my vehicle, but I'd have to get something dope. I'd get it like a Tesla, some some dude, ridiculous dude, thing I Tesla, don't need. Dude, the the new Tesla is only thirty five thousand dollars. Oh, I thought if you got it like fully spec'd out, it was like seventy five k. Uh, maybe if you get it fully spec'd, I don't know. What but if like, I get a hundred of but, them? I'll but just get the, uh, of them. like the Tesla Model <laughs> Hand Three, them out to dude. People. They're like they dropped them like this year. It's like thirty five k. Oh Jesus! You're gonna see so many. On I the want road, whatever dude. Joe Rogan's got. He was talking about Does he have it. A Tesla? That's not yeah. the thirty five. He didn't pay for it. No, he yeah probably. Elon Musk came on with a Tesla and a flame thrower and was like here you go dude so good dude oh my god want to go to space it is funny though like you're right like what would you do with that amount of money i mean an airstream think of like the the amount of money you make now yeah we all know what that is yeah and then it's only 89 million now but yeah yeah but 90 dude yeah but 90 it's over then i'm like balling but i mean you think if like you were making you know significantly less than 90 million a year you were making five hundred thousand dollars a year which is a lot of money. A lot more money than I make right now. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and think of what you could do with that kind of money. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Life changing. Well, it's like 
I mean, I, I think like right now, like my mind. if I could make the same amount of money I make right now and work like two days a week, yeah, like that would be enough. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that would be enough to at least just like enjoy. Yeah, I know. I know. The things pretty much you know? have everything I need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like, do you have what you need? Yeah. Can you eat? Right. Can you like? Do you have shelter? Go like do, at go least see movies. And a lot of people, yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. and everybody's different. Like everybody has a different thing that they want, right? Yeah. But it's like, I wish I could afford to travel more. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. What I would do if I had yeah. More it's money. like if you had more money, you would just like you. It's just the freedom. It's like, but That's you don't. It but it's not the freedom to like buy a Ferrari. I mean, yeah. maybe if that's your thing, sure, right, dude. Right. Like, whatever. But it's like I want enough money to not worry about money ever. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I want enough money that I could just be like, dude, I've I never been here. Christina Pazitsky. That sounds fun. That. Yeah. You're like, she was just admitting, like, we finally arrived at the place where and she wasn't bragging. She was just saying, you know, we've been poor our whole fucking lives, and and now we're at that place where like we get a, a check at a at a dinner or whatever. And we just, we don't really look at the amount. Yeah. <laughs> we just kind of yeah. get out the card. And yeah. Pay. I do and wonder that's, that's if, nice. I do wonder for me specifically if my fear of money is what propels my success though. I know. I see. You're right though. That's my only thing. That is a huge that's thing. That's a thing that's like, that's pushed me a long ways, mm-hmm. at least with being a yes. musician. Do you guys know any like trust fund kids? No. Because I do. I don't know anybody with money, dude. Like I'm. I, like, I know a couple. Like, yeah. I know a couple. Like, and are they my, fuck ups? Yeah, they're worthless. Yeah, they're like the worst. my family, yeah. like we're fine. You know, it's like they were fine. Like I had a good life. Yeah, it's sure. like we're not balling. Right. You know, right, and it's yeah. like and and I don't really know anybody who is balling. Yeah. And so it's like hmm. so I've had like a super humble like upbringing, right? Where it's like we have enough to just do the things that like we want or need to do, but like we're not buying a Tesla. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like we don't have the, like extra money to do that kind of stuff, but we have enough to like, we have an okay life. Yeah. And so like, yeah. I'm that kind of person now where it's like, I don't, I don't want, like, I just want what I, ha- I want enough. Like yeah. that's good. And so like for me as a musician, it's like before, so like, man, I went back to school like, like four or five, six years ago. Cause I was like, I was doing the same thing, man. Like right out of high school, I was like, I just want to play music. Like I'm going to be a musician. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to pay my rent. Like, and it doesn't work like that. You know, mm-hmm. for the majority of people, some people yeah. win the lottery. Most people don't. And so for me, I was super, I was like, okay, I need to go back to school. Like I need to go do a thing that I can make money so that I can afford to like pay the bill at dinner yeah. and not be worried about it. So I can afford to like go into the studio for eight days with my band and not, not be like, if we don't make this back, we can't eat. You know, it's like, it's just enough that like you can do the things that you like are passionate about and not like be so afraid, you know? And so, so that's what I'm driven by is it's like, it's, I'm just driven by enough. Like I'm driven by like, how can I like, how can I make it possible? But I don't need more than this, you know? I had the same upbringing and it, what it did was it, it caused my view of money I look at it as a utility Mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of people will see it as this like this vanity purchaser like I need 500k a year so that I can kind of keep up with the Joneses for me my my bank account is just it's a toolbox yeah and if it's only got 10k in it that's like a toolbox with half the ratchets that I need and maybe a Phillips screwdriver but not a flathead yeah that's gonna make my life difficult in some areas absolutely but like 20k in my checking now I've got the Phillips, but I still don't have half the ratchet. So, okay, let me get like 30, 40, 50. And I just want to get to a point where my toolbox is full. And if a family member has uh, some sort of an injury and can't, you know, can't pay a, a medical bill, boom, here you go. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, or myself or when I have children, I'm not like, fuck, yeah. diapers are expensive, man. Yeah. Like 
wrap a fucking dishcloth around his ass. I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't afford this shit. I want to be like, here you go. Don't even need to think about it. Yeah. Because for me, the it, it it's not the more money you have, the less stress you have. But I believe because there's diminishing returns, and they've done studies where they yeah, say yeah. at this point, anything over eighty k a year, yeah. there's diminishing returns. Yeah. yeah. You don't get more happiness for every ten k on top of that you make, and I I fully believe that because you can stress too much about there are millionaires out there that are stressing so about that yeah. money going away yeah or that cash flow ending yeah. Yeah. and now you're a fucking millionaire and you're worried about money yeah and to guys like us that's like what yeah Just levels right? <laughs> but to them they're like you don't understand this is i used to be poor and without this money i gotta go back to that and that scares well, the shit out of me the time like think about like people who are like stuck in in like war near syria or you know shitty parts of africa yeah. or whatever like you're not you're not worried about like the relationship with you and your girlfriend. You're worried yeah. about getting food today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and living clean water and not getting yeah. your head cut off. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, there's levels, you know, well, and then like, you, you get past that and then you're worried about ha- keeping your lights on. Yeah. Yep. You know, people in Compton have a different yeah. scenario. Than well, it's we like do. Yeah. our it's, level of normal is so far above the majority of the oh world. Oh my God. Anyways. It's like, Dude, I feel so I like, I feel sick when I'm like upset about something. I don't have I live something. in a castle. Yeah. Yeah. I live in a castle. I was like, literally, dude, I was watching this Netflix show that was like weirdest houses or whatever. Right. And they showed this dude in the middle of nowhere who lived with like eight or nine family members in like this tiny mm-hmm. little hut. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I was I like, know. I have my own room. Like I was watching and, some things about <laughs> slums in India. Yeah. Like Mumbai. Yeah. And it's fucking brutal. Yeah. No running just, water. Yeah. We literally won the lottery already. Right, right. So it's like how, like. Yeah, like a family of 10 would live in this. Well, and then yeah. you could take that further and Crazy. say we won the lottery. I mean, even some of these people living in slums in India technically won the lottery in terms of like being on earth too. Yeah. You think about like, oh, the, yeah. they say it's like one in four billion to even be to, a human. Well, to even make it to the egg. Yeah. And then yeah, from yeah. there, it like, I know. so it's like exponentially insane, but we still, I was driving to work the other day and I'm like, I'm such a fucking, I'm almost like a trust fund kid sometimes. Cause I'm like, dude, it's fuck, I got a fucking, it's 10 AM and I only got, eight hours of sleep last night it's bullshit <laughs> like and i'm driving down gleason i drive past the fred meyer near my house and there is no shit a homeless guy in a tank top and shorts Ew. he looks hung over as fuck hating life and he's freezing to death yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. i'm in my like warm ass 2018 vehicle yeah and i'm mad that i only got eight yeah. hours of sleep yes. oh yeah. yeah and it's just I, I it's the most moment. it's Ooh, the man. most humbling shit i went to bed at 11 yeah oh I, I, I gotta drive to my job where i make pictures and put them on t-shirts Dude, i was complaining yeah. that i didn't get yeah, enough dude. sleep on our way to Disney. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm yeah. so tired. I'm still, uh, I still have a cold. It's like, and my wife's like, hey, I, I, I'm sorry you don't feel good, but look at me. It's like, yeah. We're going it's to like, Disneyland. We're dude. going to Disneyland right now. Yes. Yeah. For sure. It's like some people never go to Disneyland their Ever. whole life. Ever. Yeah. And I you're know. bummed because you're tired. I know. Dude, I'm the, no. So I, she says, I think I was like, about oh that my stuff. God, okay. You're right. All the time, dude. It's I like, surrender. Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. And it, it's funny, like, how caught up in, like, the dumb shit we get, too. It's like, I know perspective is everything. I know, right? man, it's and, and it's really, but it's hard sometimes because it's like because it is we your go reality. about our day and it's like you know this is our life and it's like yeah our life is pretty good but like we are you know, we are below some people that yeah. are around us so it's easy to be like oh well look at them way up in their high castle you know yeah. like we're way down here but it's like dude, what do they call that we're already like, halfway up just you like <laughs> settle back out to like if you're if you're wanting that job or that raise or you're looking uh a benchmark for the band. You hit these benchmarks and you think that that's the place that you're going to arrive at. 
Mm-hmm. And then once you get there, y- it goes back to zero. Yeah. We yeah. It's like your new baseline. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And it always happens. Well, I think, it, and it's a symptom. We've of, talked about this before. Yeah. When I when I drove by that dude, I took that as you know, because first I had like thirty to sixty seconds of feeling like a legit piece of shit. But then I went, you know what? All this is, is this is the universe firing off a warning shot <laughs> that you're you have not been filling your gratitude meter. It's been all about right. like getting work done, catching up on emails, making money, whatever. Uh, so just make today about even little shit like going into the office and like complimenting some something somebody's wearing or like thanking yeah. somebody for something. And then what happens is you can you can sort of offset that shittiness because I think yeah. that entitlement will start to pop up when gratitude falls low enough yeah and you can start to be mad about only getting eight hours of sleep because that entitlement Mm. is telling you you should get more you get this and this is your life and all you 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 and then you see somebody else and you're like oh fuck okay entitlement yeah i gotta bring that shit down a little bit that's what it is yeah 100 percent. and it's it's intoxicating because to get anything done you've got to be in it but then what happens is if you're in that shit for too long it does start to warp your mind and, and life is all about balance. Where do you think yeah. it comes from? Like why why do we establish an enti- entitlement for so many things? I don't know. I do it all the time. I think it's just like, a part of the I rat race. Of the, well, it's, it's like everybody is so the center of their own universe, yeah. right? Because yeah. so it's like in your mind, it's tough. You're way cooler than me and Alan. And yeah, Alan's yeah. mind, he's way cooler than me and you. Yeah, you know, and it's like yeah. that's just how it goes. Because it's mm. like you live your life and you have been the center of your world for thirty however many years, yeah. you know. And it's like and it's like everything has revolved around you. Yeah, yeah, really. It's always I mean, through the James filter. Yeah, through the Sean yeah, filter. exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like it's really hard sometimes to like just try to like pull yourself out a little yeah. bit and be like, okay, well, dude, one thing we're I've all been, on the same level. I've been really like, thinking about, especially lately. You know, I'm I'm just getting over being probably the sickest I've been in years. Yeah, and I and I hadn't had a cold in like two almost three years, and when when you're in that like I just have a fucking terrible cold or flu. For me, I get I kind of get anxious, mm-hmm. and I start thinking about like I just start daydreaming about the time where I'm not sick, and you really I really start to appreciate health, right? And oh, being yeah. healthy, I do that, and and it it's just kind of like all snowballed for me because I think I mentioned this a while ago. A family friend of ours, a guy that used to work with my dad, um, he passed away. He was like fifty. He found out he had cancer in August. Oh man! And then he just died right after Christmas. And it's just like that. He had mm-hmm. a tumor in his brain. He just went downhill super quick. And uh, yeah, it's just like, that's just so everything, man. Yeah. Just being healthy. Just that alone yeah. makes you above so many people. Yes. Just like, right? dude, some days I have a headache and I'm like, I oh know. my God, I wish I was normal again. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's know. like, that's it's so saying, crippling dude. that you're like, man, if I, I have didn't an, have a headache, I, I would appreciate everything right now, now. It's been fucking my yeah. life. Up. Like, I, yeah. it's just now getting better, but like, I couldn't hear. Yeah. Every time, like, if I was. Uh, straight up like this it was all closed off like you are on a plane yeah and then i would tilt my head forward and it would kind of open up but it's like just maddening because you have to move your head as a person yeah so oh yeah like, yeah and then it's hard not to have that that movie fantasy moment of you like frolicking through a field without a sore oh, throat yeah. i know and you're like fuck those were the days you start looking at other people just like, like bipping yeah you're around like town. man if i didn't have an ear infection i could go on a jog like yeah. you would anyway i'd be hitting the gym right now yeah no, i'd be wouldn't. ripped dude if i didn't fuck. yeah if i didn't have an ear infection my six pack would be back by yeah. now dude. i'd be but, volunteering at a women's shelter yeah, like yeah but i can't dude i can't and then you get better and uh, you're just like, oh, I could play a PlayStation. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to some other stuff and try to wrap this thing up. We've been going for a while. Yeah, we can news it up. 
news it up. Movie Shotgun pick it up. Beers. What's up? Um, let's uh, let's do the movie pick actually quick and get that out of the way. Okay. And then uh, we'll do the current events. Let me send you something real quick here, Alan Ashcraft. While you're sending it, should we watch this message from Alex Trebek? Do it, man. Oh, man. This made me so sad, Oh, dude. no. What That's happened so to the TV? Sad. I don't That's think we so should sad. do it. The TV gone again? I don't know. Fuck, man. Maybe try the other input next time. I guess. Or does it, like, time out, the TV? I don't know. Hey, dude. Can you bear me? Where's that oh, remote? Man, thank you. Here. See if that power goes back on. How was that? That's good. So Alan said he's going to give me a Ray Rocket hoodie. Yep. If anybody wants to hold him to that, that's cool with me. Dude, that is no problem. Just need your address. I'll have merch now. Ship it direct to you. Okay. A what hoodie? Ray Rocket. Did I ever tell you about this? Mm-mm. Don't I say hit it, a, dude. Uh, Don't say it. I hit a Hello okay. Kitty logo in there, but it's like microscopic. I don't, I don't understand what's happening right now. Ray Rocket? What is that? Ray Rocket <laughs> is a dude from Teenage Bottle Rocket. Oh, okay. I would assume his name's Ray. I don't know for sure. Uh, it'd be cool if it wasn't. His name's <laughs> Brandon, but his stage name's Ray Rocket. Uh, yeah, and I designed the hoodie that I'm wearing now for him. Oh, okay. And I hit a Hello Kitty logo in there. Oh, Hi everyone. So you designed this? New- yeah. Okay, gotcha. Is there a Hello Kitty thing in our T-shirt? And it's in keeping no. with my longtime policy of being open and transparent with our Jeopardy fan base. Why are you playing this? Right I now? also wanted to prevent you from reading like or bummed. hearing yeah. some overblown or inaccurate reports regarding my health. So therefore, I wanted to be the one to pass along this information. Now, just like. 50,000 other people in the United States each year. This week, I was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Now, normally the prognosis for this is not very encouraging, but I'm gonna fight this and I'm gonna keep working and with the love and support of my family and friends and with the help of your prayers also, I plan to beat the low survival rate statistics for this disease. Truth told, I have to, because under the terms of my contract, I have to host Jeopardy for three more years. So help me, keep the faith, and we'll win. We'll Jeez. get it done. Yeah, that's Thank a you. bombshell. Bummer. Yeah. That's like the saddest oh, thing. It's like, dude, How old is my he? mom said it earlier. She was like, dude, I feel like Alex Trebek is like my cool uncle. Yeah. How he's like, he's Alex been Trebek? a part of our life for so long. I know. I mean, it's like, we've been watching Jeopardy since I was a kid. You know, yeah. Like my whole life, Alex Trebek has been a dude on the TV. Mm-hmm. And he's so nice, dude. He's seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. All right. Wow. Man. Well, that, just... that's a good. I mean, that's a good run, statistically. Yeah. But also still shitty. Yeah, at least it's not. But at least he's not like no 40. joke. I mean, yeah. that's fucking. Well, that's stage a four. Bummer way to die. Worst. One of the worst diseases to have for five hundred, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Just do the, we'll just do the current events now. We'll do the movie pick after. What is, there's no way you're going to beat that. All right, let's see. Ouch, dude. I got <laughs> faith, man. Nope. I, dude, I get that Nobody same ad that. for real. 
It is oh, it's yeah. too bad because he's I mean, to your point, he's that he's that voice that I mean, Jesus, even when I was a little kid, I didn't give a fuck about Jeopardy. So I'd be in my room playing, but I'd hear it in the living room. Yeah. So I can't think of many people whose voices I've heard for that long. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. That's a that's a I think that's what killed. Uh, uh, how am I forgetting his name? I almost said Bill Burr. What the fuck? Uh, You're talking about the dude from Apple. No, the comedian. Uh, Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Thank yeah. you. Uh, yep. It is. What, that's right. That is what killed yeah. him. Bill Hicks fits. My favorite band. <laughs> is that a band? There's a mashup Misfits oh, Bill Hicks shit. t-shirt. Oh, Bill oh Hicks yeah. Fits. I've seen, I've seen the, It's yeah. like one of the greatest shirts that's, I've ever uh, seen. That designer is uh, uh, AJ. AJ, yeah. And I'm he, friends with him on is Facebook. Is it like the, Are you? That's yeah, sick. Yeah. Is he, it the skeleton he liked, face? Yes. He liked one of my posts once. That's tight <laughs> as fuck. He, uh, he did the Larry Dave head Larry shirt. Larry Dave head. Oh, hell yeah, yep. dude. And I have one more. He posted a... I was going to do a vinyl trade with him because oh, he really? bought his kid like an Aesop rock record that he already had. Yeah. And he was like, dude, what do you got to trade for it? And I was like, I'm too intimidated because you make too cool a t-shirts, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to talk to you. Yeah. He's just an old school, like, I think he's like kind of like a Cali skater. He's a Chico guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the vibe that I got. Awesome guy. Are you guys, is this a new segment? Yep. What about the, uh, what about the dude from uh, School of Rock? You guys hear that news? No. You know, the kid from School of Rock? Like Which the one? kid who was like, I don't know, the main kid who was like playing the, the, the yeah, who's playing the flying V. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he just got arrested for felonies for stealing guitars. No. <laughs> that's that's I was positive you were going to say pedophilia or some <laughs> no, shit because no, no. that's what's hot that's, right now. That's too down, dude. Dude, that's, that's sick. Hilarious. How ironic is that? I, I need to hear Jack Black's Hashtag, reaction to that. Yeah, dude. The legend of the rent was too hardcore. Dude, yeah. <laughs> what's more metal that's than that? That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's funny. Is All he right. a musician too? Uh, he has an album on Spotify. Yeah, that's wow. so. Sick. He's from Michigan. Yeah, Fuck it's yeah. not that great. <laughs> not gonna uh, this lie. is probably gonna give you a commercial. No, up front. I good call. So let's play think, it. Think. That's funny though, man. All right. So this first so video funny. says, uh, "I love this shit." Man fakes his own kidnapping to avoid paying fifty thousand dollars Super Bowl bet. <laughs> I mean, that's I would do that. Unbelievable. That's a lot of money, you know. People are so fucking dumb. New York State Police say they get a lot of false reports when it comes to money. But the story <laughs> investigators recently got from a North Tonawanda man was in a league of its own. This guy ran a football pool, a $50,000 payoff football pool, uh, <laughs> came up with a couple different ways where he could make money off of it and eventually like the motivational flat, thing. And now we can't make the money up to the people who yeah, obviously or eventually won this football pool. Police say Robert Brandle claimed he picked up two men Monday that had bought Super Bowl squares from him. But Brandle says the men then kidnapped him with a gun and took $16,000 in cash from Super Bowl squares. He said the men drove him around western New York for two days, then tied him up New and York. left him in his car. It was at this parking lot that police found 60-year-old Bandle in the back of a blue Ford F-150 so after an individual here called 911 and told them he saw someone in the back of that car with his hands and legs duct taped. But O'Callaghan says a lot of things seemed off. We're on the third day when we find him, but he's pretty clean shaved around his beard. <laughs> A normal person that's abducted and has gone through something like that Full would beard. be very, uh, their heart rate would be high. They're very, you know, worried, depressed, a lot of, of emotions that will be bubbling up. O'Callaghan says it was all a cover. 
Yep. Brandel, he says, ran a $50,000 payout pool in which he made up names on some of the squares <laughs> hoping he'd win. When Sir, he you didn't, don't have bubbling emotions, he couldn't guilty. pay the winners yeah. and was short most of the 50000 Beyond a reasonable doubt, back this dude's emotions Town are not in March. <laughs> in Lockport, Ala Airby, 7 Eyewitness News. Dude, that is fucking hilarious. Yeah, not going to lie, he looks like he would have taken $50,000. Yeah, 100%. He does not look trustworthy at all. If that dude was like, hey, somebody tie me up in the back of my F-150 for two days in the freezing cold, I would tell him no way. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, so this this one is... Uh... Oh, what restaurant was he at? Oh, no. It's, he, they didn't name the restaurant. He, I also saw the article. He played a private... So Kanye West apparently played a private concert for Adidas employees in Portland this morning. That was the other day. Yeah. And I saw this from my... Do you know Chris Camp? Oh, yeah. 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 Chris Camp. Yeah, buddy of mine. Anyway, he, he posted... Buddy of he, mine. he works at Adidas. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, mutual buddy. Mutual, mutual buddy, buddy of ours. We're all buddies. So there you go. That's more of a, a Portland news. I'm trying to see if segment. I can. Yeah, Chris works at Adidas. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, does he? But I think he's in I think he's in Europe right now. And so I don't think he got to see Kanye. But yeah, that's right. He has he's in Amsterdam <laughs> or something like that. Would you rather be in Amsterdam or see Kanye at your Amsterdam. work? Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah, I wonder how much. So, like, that's obviously like a one-off thing. Come to Portland, plays a. My question was, how much uh, does he make for that? Because uh, I a bunch I, of money. I knew about this a few Maybe. days ago, and uh, Kanye doesn't need money. Yeah, I didn't think that. Uh, Aren't Yeezys Adidas? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He. Uh, so I have like a very close source that uh, is in the meetings when where Kanye shows up and does his like Yeezy kind of meeting, whatever. I guess essentially what happens is he he rants, as he's known to do, mm-hmm. like an hour or whatever, and then he leaves. And then his constituents, specific to the Yeezy brand, they then field any questions that the Adidas team has based on oh, his wow. rants. So you you are expected to make notes. So you're supposed to be Kanye. Yeah, yeah. You, you just make notes, and then when Kanye is done, he leaves. He will not be personally dealing with your questions. And then his constituents will then. So, like, your job is essentially like, think like Kanye. Yeah, yeah, like, for the no. most part, or like just listen. Everybody's very got a bracelet that's like WWKD. Yeah, what would Kanye, Kanye do? Oh, I'm sure, dude. <laughs> I'm sure that's one of his ideas. But that's like if the three of us walked into a boardroom, and we're at Adidas, and they're they're doing some shoe with me, and I'm like, oh, and I'm going off about you know just saying whatever random. When in Rome, a penny saved is a penny earned. Whatever. <laughs> And then I fucking bail, and then the Adidas team is like, Sean, what did Alan mean when he... Bu-? And you have to just do your best to fucking I'm answer. I'm like, dude, you know what Alan meant? <laughs> yeah. uh, baby metal. Yep. He's an artist. He loves baby metal, so think that way. Next yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely no think K-pop. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> fucking crazy. And I wonder, like, what do you think the energy level of... Oh, wait. John Wexler, Adidas Vice President of Global Entertainment and Influencer Marketing, uploaded a longer video of Jesus Walks taken inside the venue so is this because my question this was this is part of his new show so was this at adidas yeah well i don't know about that one right there mm. is it i don't think so. i doubt he brought all those people to adidas yeah because my question was what do you think the energy level of a private performance from kanye is right it looks pretty sick though i mean like this is dope but this is a part of his sunday Sunday service that he does. Yeah, yeah. But that's what, when he came, so whoever yeah. was at Adidas, hashtag Sunday service. 
So I think this is the show he put on for them. But whether or not all those people were there, I don't know, man. I love this right here. Yeah, I just read that too. It says he's angling for job of creative director at Adidas. What? But I thought Kanye could just start his own shoe company. Yeah, exactly. I thought he was... Uh, Wait, what does it say? It's also worth noting that it that this impromptu show happened the same day two former Adidas yep. higher-ups were sentenced to a total of 15 months in prison. So what you're saying is there's an opening. On Dude. felony wire fraud charges. Jesus Christ. Don't worry, man. That's white collar. They'll be out in a year or so. Hmm. Oh, wait. Why is it? Go back. They, um, they paid the families of high-profile basketball recruit, recruits to ensure that they were Adidas-sponsored mm. uh, athletes. Gotcha. Hmm. Wow. You can't that, fuck with college. Like, the college, yeah. there's so many rules with that shit. 15 months in prison, though, bro. Jesus. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> what do you think some Adidas executives uh, how are they going to survive in fucking prison dude they're going to have the same thing that Michael oh, Cohen yeah, got yeah. dude right. Michael Cohen got sent to this prison that's like if you read the description for it it's like is it like it, white collar yeah it's like going to a casino oh, in, yeah. you know, in upstate oh, New York gross, it's man. like everybody's got their own room and TV like why, everybody's why playing Fortnite like, you is know. it just money it's I don't know, dude. Like you know, I've never been to prison, but, but I mean, why? Why I don't understand it. It's probably money because I bet if they sent me to prison, it would be some shitty place for poor people. I like that these ads give away. I've been looking at fucking floor lamps. Yeah, yeah you know, you can really learn a lot about someone by God, the ads they get. Thank God I wasn't. So looking Alan at has been to. Uh, he's looking at cocaine, yep. dental implants, and floor <laughs> and lamps. Dildos for some. Trying reason. to get some new intestines. I beg Americans to throw out this vegetable now. <laughs> Think cool sculpting fat reduction is expensive? Think again. So uh, I heard that this building might be haunted. <laughs> it probably mm. is. No, I'm serious. It probably the is. The first thing Mike told me when we came in here was, "Yeah, he's like, listen, man, we're going to be here some late nights. I it just want to let you guys Mike know loves that, saying that, that some people have seen some shit. Mike is the only one who's seen some really? shit. Really? <laughs> yes. Because he claims he's never seen anything, but he thinks that everyone else has seen stuff. Oh, really? Have you ever seen anything? No. How late have you been here? Very, very, very late. Yeah, James has been Listen, here. Listen, man, we were here till 3.30 the other night, and I was like, I mean, I had also been drinking for about 12 hours. That could be it. But I thought maybe. Think about all the drugs that are being consumed inside these well, walls. Well, first true. of all, I mean, do you believe in that? Do you think that's a thing? See, no, not really. Yeah, me neither. See, I feel like... I feel like in order to see creepy shit, I'm you have to be to really open to it. Right. But you have to be open in the sense that, like, maybe you totally believe it. Like, yeah, I don't think yeah. a ghost is going to come to a skeptic. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's going to be like, oh, yeah, he's going to write this it. off. What's the point? I hear it. Yeah. It's like an energy thing. I don't know. All this stuff's weird for me. It's tough. I'm, I'm to too it. logical, too. I'm always like, right. I, I want to find an excuse for everything. I can't let anything be like, why did that happen? It's like, let me run every scenario in my head real yeah. quick and figure out the most plausible thing. Well, dude, Occam's razor. That's, I mean, that is, it's as simple as what is the most likely scenario. And that's like typically, typically well, what Well, when it people is. convince themselves of crazy shit, this one, <laughs> uh, my, my buddy Crummett, he, he always told us that he saw Bigfoot. Yeah. And like, for sure, he saw Bigfoot. And then he realized there was then, just a lot of mirrors in well, his house. Well, then he finally explained the story once to <laughs> us. he's tall. His story was that he was in the woods, but they were camping with some buddies. Yeah. And they looked over like a clear cut, and they just saw an animal that they couldn't identify. Was it someone that's, from Sandy? That's basically the end of the story. I mean, he had some yeah. more fluff to it. But yeah, yeah. at the end of the story, we were just kind of scratching our heads like, yep. 
So that equals you saw Bigfoot? I know. Yeah. You mean you just saw a thing? That some you people want to like, like some people want that so that's bad. What the, that's, yeah. that's what it is. It's because, dude, I, I'm a big, like, I'm huge on the Bigfoot thing. I would love for that to be, dude. To I get into the whole, like, Gigantus Pithecus, like, it's a fucking. But here's the thing. You would well, know. Well, the Gigantopithecus was real. Yeah. Well, yeah. right. But, like, the, the idea is that it's, that Bigfoot, Sasquatch, quote, unquote, comes from that. Yeah, and, yeah. like, mm-hmm. that, that existence of Gigantus Pithecus is like a. Dude. That's proof that he exists. How long have you been into Bigfoot? Jesus. Like forever? Dad probably got me into that at like eight years old. Dude, do you you remember Bfro.net? It was like Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. Maybe. And they had like all the audio, like they had a map of like, all the sightings and, and, and there like was like footprints dude, and, and shit there was probably. like sightings in Sandy and stuff. And oh, they're like yeah. audio clips and like it's just Why like, are all ooh. the video clips like that though? And I know fucking people are scared, dude. Yep. That's not one. The the <laughs> only the only thing about it I've never seen anything I'm convinced about. The only fact that I would cling to to maybe support like because a lot of people are like, well why don't you you know it's gotta eat, right? So why aren't there just like animals being mauled all the time? We do live within a sea of trees. There's parts oh, of the yeah. Pacific Northwest. It is like the ocean, but above Especially ground, in Canada. yeah, and it's trees. But that's that's a tough that's a tough thread to hang. You on heard Rogan to. talk about that? Oh yeah, and he did that show. Yep. What was the name of the show? Uh, it's like Rogan. Uh, oh my god, uh, it's on Sci-Fi, right? Joe Rogan. Something ever proves er, questions, er, questions everything, everything or something. Questions I, everything. I don't know yeah. if that's what it's called. But I'm that, almost positive. I think my that brain went there real quick. Yep, yeah. Rogan questions everything. Anyway, people are googling for a season two. Rogan's never uh, doing a season two of that. <laughs> Joe he, Rogan doesn't have like time, dude. Funny. He's too busy. No, and he's he's at that point where he can do he's whatever got, the fuck he, he says, wants fuck you, to do. Like, oh yeah, he doesn't have to say yes to shit for it's money shit. now. He didn't even have to then. No, but yeah, I just I, I liked it because he was so he's just like us. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, Rogan said recently he was uh he was talking about how he was hunting. He was out there with his fucking whatever his buddy was, uh, Cam Haynes. Cam or Haynes, yeah. You know he's from here. Yeah, he yeah. was like, oh, I was out there and I was positive. I saw a wolf. Ended up being a squirrel. He's like, that's <laughs> oh, literally wow. how. Yeah. That's how hard your eyes can play tricks on you. Oh Especially yeah. Especially out there, man. And he's like, I was looking for wolves because those are predators. That's what I was worried about. Oh, I wasn't right. worried about squirrels. Right. So I'm not seeing squirrels when I look around. Yeah. But really, it was just a. It was my eyes playing tricks on me. It was a distance issue. It was a perspective issue. Right. Yeah. Well, it's weird to like, it's weird when you consider that we're just like animals anyways. Yeah. And it's like, so your brain does all this weird like animal stuff. Yeah. But like, yeah. it's trying to adapt to like, like we think we're so cool and sophisticated as like people, you know, but we're really just like, we're still just eating we're just and dumb. shitting and farting yeah. all day. Yeah. And we still have like the same responses, Fear you know? And yeah. 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 There's a, and there's a reason your brain does that. Right. Cause it's like, okay, well. Maybe it is a squirrel, and if it's a squirrel, that's great because it's not going to kill you. Yeah. But it's like your brain should definitely be like, "Oh shit!" Like, let's be on alert. Like, we well, it's almost like our right now. our evolution has also made us like we're more advanced, but we're also softer mm-hmm. so because soft. we're not. We don't live in a situation where when you and I walk to our cars after this interview, tigers, there's are, fucking wolves yeah. and bears and shit ready to eat yeah. our shit. So we don't have to worry about that. So now we're just almost too relaxed, and I feel like there's got to be some sort of like a physiological. Uh, response to that where we're just I think people who who hunt like that like yeah. my brother-in-law is like Cam Haynes and I mean, he, he's a psycho he fucking yeah. he's like goes in the middle of nowhere for three weeks on end horrifying he's a bad motherfucker yeah, yeah horrifying exactly he has like wolf stories grizzly bear attacks it's crazy shit 
cougars like he's a madman yeah but uh anyway he, he just has a different perspective because yeah. he he is around that stuff all the time whenever it's i see part like semi-professional for because of the internet the you, you constantly see that like uh oh guy plays with tiger like yeah. those used to be shocking videos now they're a dime a dozen <laughs> yeah. but yeah. i saw another one today some guys rolling around in this little pond with a tiger and i'm just sitting there thinking like like that's awesome but you kind of hope the tiger but dude, you should be terrified <laughs> i could never do that because it just in that one instance you get killed you don't that's not a sick way to go down yeah that's like oh what happened to alan he got eaten by a tiger because he's an idiot he was rolling around with a fucking one it's like a legit predator respect animals like oh he's so cute it's like you're you're actually hurting that animal yeah people need to respect the animal for what they are yeah there are boundaries within the within the system bears will eat you asshole yeah. first while oh, you're alive dude. did you hear about Don't that dude who, who fought the mountain lion yeah we did talked about hearing it. about it like the current i didn't yeah, yeah. he like was. killed it he like no that it was a 22 pound baby yeah 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 uh, yeah yeah because yeah. we talked we were like that's oh, so badass yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. This guy i heard that it was tie. like yeah well because when i first heard about it i was like dude there's no way i was like if it was me versus a mountain lion i'd be dead that's what i right. said i was like 100 yeah, he put it in a rear naked choke and i'm like you know the kind of power dude, yeah yeah I'm you thinking, were quite, i bought I it i was a, like that guy's badass i had cats like I know how much yes. like a little like right. eight pound cat yeah, can do to me. There's too. no way I could take it's a on a different kind of muscle. Like unless yeah. I got a gun, like or like a fair, baseball bat or a like a three pound trap. or whatever it was. Cougar is still huge. To yes. With. Yeah. So when I heard that, I was like, okay, that makes That's more still. sense. Now I at least can understand how he like it's plausible. How he like, could yeah. like maneuver around it, but right, dude, I'm not that tough. No. It was funny because that dude's interview on TV. He was like, he was like, I just turned around and I saw it chasing me, and I was like, that sucks. <laughs> is that what he said? Uh, yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, no shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love when people play situations back and they have like a very cavalier attitude. Mm-hmm. When it's not big deal. If that's really how you felt at the time, you're partially brain dead. <laughs> I was like, like, yeah. Your systems should be firing off the yeah, shards at that point. Yeah, well, it's like, I mean, even like, dude, if I'm walking down the street and some dude's like walking towards me, like all dressed in black with like a hood on, I'm, yeah. my heart's like, all right. Oh, yeah. I was like, like, just just be down to either run or fight if you have to, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. And like, that's not even weird. Can you imagine turning around and like seeing a mountain lion chasing you? Yeah. Would like there'd be no like maybe I should restrain this. It'd just be like oh, fuck, fuck dude. Yeah. Like this is a hundred percent fight right now. I would I would take a couple steps I'd back lose. just for that extra three seconds to assess the Ugh. situation. If it's in pounce mode, I'm probably getting in pounce I'd mode. I'd be dead. I it's possible because I mean with with the claws and the teeth and shit, it can hit just the right spot on you and then you're fucked before you start. Just yep. hope you have a gun on you. Yeah. Or Dude. something on you. <laughs> you. You need to take defensive position and then in a weird way, I feel like grappling is maybe the smartest. There's a <laughs> yeah, maybe. the drummer in my band grew up in Alaska mm-hmm. and he, and they've got this picture, like his family has this picture on their wall where like this bear was charging his dad and he like pulled his gun out and his like his mom got a picture of him like holding wow. like this pistol out with like a bear like about to charge oh him because she's like i can't do anything so i'll just take a picture you yeah know? And, right. he, and he's doing all he can do but yeah. it's like it's the most badass picture of all time oh, I'm it's just sure. like, there's a uh there's an island right outside norway uh it's like uh or something like that anyway they have polar bears there because it's so far north that it's actually towards russia um crazy Anyway, that's in this in this area. The people are required to carry a firearm uh-huh. when they go outside their house. I mean, it kind of makes sense. But it's sense. like a town; it's not just yeah. Super like rural. if you're if you're somewhere where that's a real thing, it makes yeah. sense. You know, yeah. It's just too much of a liability. I've been thinking about that. Like, I mean, 
I don't own a gun, but I'm like, man, like, like me and Leanna were like hiking one time and we were like way out and like, we thought we heard something like growling in the bushes at us. Yeah. And what did we do? Instead of like totally like playing it cool and like being big, we fucking like ran, you know what I mean? Like, we're just like, oh my God, Ah. what do we do? Yeah. But it's like, man, like we're on like, we're like at Mount St. Helens or something. And it's like, dude. Like, it would just probably be a good idea to just, like, have a handgun or, like, just something or, like, hiking, something yeah. loud, like, something that you could just scare the shit out of something with. Yeah. I know. Eh, I'm a, I know. I hope I make it, man. I know. I know. Let's, uh, let's move on here. We're, we're running out of time. Speaking of predators. As you can tell, I don't go outside much. <laughs> <laughs> R. Kelly taken into custody after court appearance and following interview. Did you hear the video? Or yeah. the... Is that what we're about to listen to? Yeah, we're going to watch that little... Uh, oh, there we go, dude. Cry, you little bitch. I didn't do nothing. I didn't mean to pee on those girls. He was actually taken into custody for unpaid child support. Yeah, 16000 or Kelly's something. His kids? Since being charged with yeah. sexual abuse last month. Gail King of CBS This Morning just spoke with Kelly. The charges against the singer involved four women, three of whom were allegedly underage at the time. In an interview that just 15 women. wrapped, Kelly right. told Gail the accusations are, are lies. Part of the trial. We have two clips here. Here is the first. They are still talking about you with underage girls. Do you still sit here and say you have never been with underage girls? Can you really say that? I sit here and say this. I had uh, two cases back then that I said in the beginning of the interview that I would not talk about because of my ongoing case now. Okay, right? okay. okay. Fair enough, but okay. it's weird how you can just tell, I will right? tell you this. Yep. People, are, telling the People truth. are going back to my past, okay? That's exactly what they're doing. They're going back to the past and they're trying to add all of this stuff now to that, to make all of the stuff that's going on now feels real to people. But the past is relevant with you with underage girls. Absolutely no, it's not. Why? Because for one, I beat my case. When you beat something, you, you beat it. You were acquitted. We can't double jeopardy me like that. You can't. It's not fair. It's not fair to it's nobody. Not fair to when you beat your case, you beat your case. But I'm not talking about the one woman, case in which you were yeah, acquitted. I'm OJ talking about the lady. other cases where women have come forward yeah. and said, R. Kelly had sex with me mm. when I was under the age of 18. Oh, R. Kelly was abusive to me mm-hmm. emotionally and physically and verbally. Okay. R. Kelly okay. took me in a black room His where unspeakable be, things mm, happened. Mm. This yeah. is what they're saying about so you. Nice. These, aren't, these aren't old rumors. If I saw that dude, I would not know it was R. Kelly. New like if I was at Starbucks and that dude was there, not true. I wouldn't be like, oh, is that R. Kelly? Kelly became much more no emotional idea. as Gail continued her questioning. God, Here's sure, more of that. he sure did. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you have never held <laughs> anybody against their will. I like when the I makeup artist to, is patterning his Well, I'm asking you, you so never held anybody. R. Kelly, with all I've been through in my way, way past, to hold somebody, let alone four, five, six, fifty, you said. What, how stupid would I be to do that? I didn't say you That's were holding. That's stupid, guys. I I didn't is this camera wrong. on me? Yes, it's on. <laughs> That's stupid. This is called a Use meltdown. Use your common sense. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget the 
blocks. Look at oh. how you feel about Oh, dude, he seems, he seems innocent, man. I mean, that's what an innocent dude This is called the realization that prison is around the corner for you. Yeah, and also, like, you know, things with kids don't go over super well in prison. think I need to be a monster and hold girls against the wheel, chain them up in my basement, and don't let them eat. Is he confessing? Yeah, he's just telling you what he's done. He's like, hey, man, there's not 12 people in the basement tied up who haven't eaten. Don't check. Also, so much detail. Let's talk about a really important point right now. Her name's not Sandra. Look how he is disregarding the female that is interviewing him, and he's going straight to the camera. Yep. She doesn't exist. He's just like, fuck this person. At one point, she says, like, hey, we need to have a conversation. You're not just going to rant to the camera. Y'all quit playing. Quit playing. Robert I didn't Brian. do this Quit stuff. the witch hunt, dude. This is not me. I'm fighting for my life. Yeah. This is presidential harassment. It gets worse. What a turd. R. Kelly harassment. Man, I like this. This dude's face is the best. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a fucking liar. Uh, God. Man. Pretty good. Just a matter of time. Let's get it done. Like, uh, in a Pretty weird good. way. Yeah, hasn't R. Kelly been peeing on people for a lot of it's, decades? Oh, yeah, just a quarter of a century he's yeah. been doing this shit. But here's my thing is as juicy as this was to watch. And trust me, I watched it the second I, I knew it was a thing. It bums me out that this that we're looking at this entire Web page is even a thing like get this fucking trial going. Let's get him put away. I don't I, I don't know. like this. This pedestal that we put monsters on for a little bit before we punish them. Yeah, yeah. Like just yeah, get yeah, them, yeah. dispose like, of them. Don't even give them a platform. Yes. Don't right. let them have a 60 minutes interview. Yeah. This guy is fucking touching children, and then we're just like, "Hey, man, do you want to dress nice?" And hey, dude, you want to interview? You want to cry on camera for like yeah. an hour and let the it's gonna internet... be on television, man. Let's yeah. get your oh, notoriety up. This um, let's make you relevant again. I, I should have brought this up earlier, but Alan. Did you watch the Lorena Bobbitt documentary? I still need series? to. Okay, I watched. We'll talk to, about it next week. And then I watched Leaving Neverland. Okay. that kind of took. So over. then we'll swap homework. I'll okay, watch cool. Leaving Neverland. You watch that. We'll All talk right. about it next week. Uh, you said it's on Amazon Prime. I can get it. Yeah, I'll watch it. It's just called Lorena, I think. It's okay. fucking dope. And uh, what's his name? Jordan Peele did it. Yes. Yeah. I, that was, was another. Like I was already going to watch it. And then when I heard that, I was like, dude. He nailed it, man. Good for him. Speaking of which, man, only they, a few more weeks, I think. I no, know. It got moved to April. Oh, we can oh, did see it? us. The did new it? Jordan Peele movie. Yeah. Fuck my life. Really? It, it was March 18th. Let's, let's watch that trailer. That okay. sounds fucking dope. Yes. Yeah. The, the series for Lorena was oh, wait a minute. really, really good. Nope, March 21st oh, good. now? good. Fuck yeah. I'm legit going to see that in theaters. Oh my God. I don't no. even give a shoot. Get Out was one of the best movies the past five years or more. Yeah, it's by the same person. Yeah. yeah. Sean, did you see Get Out? I did, yeah. yeah. That's oh. a classic right there. So good. You liked it? Yeah. Yeah. I went with a girl that fell asleep in the theater. Oh. Really? I was like, yo, we got to break up. We're hey, in that girl's defense, I fall asleep in everything really? I watch. Yeah. It's a dope song. Don't do drugs. Get in rhythm. Oh, so creepy, his vibe. I can't believe how big they've got. You hear Gabe got a boat? Daddy. <laughs> He's kidding, right? He's not kidding. Hey, I think it's vodka clock. Oh, yeah. Where's Jason? 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 Where were you? I didn't know if you were lost. Stick with me, and I'll keep you safe. I got 
There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. But y'all scared a family? Hi, can I help you? Zora, put your shoes on. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy. Thanks. What are you people? It's us. They look exactly like us. They think like us. They know where we are. We need to move and keep moving. They won't stop until they kill us. We kill them. Dude, how sick does that oh, look? God, I just love that it's horrifying, wait. but also doesn't make sense. So it's like, well, now I got to fucking watch yeah, it. Yeah. What is that plot? Yes. Yeah. So pumped. Dude, that's that's like my favorite kind of scary movie. Same. It's There's a, an extra layer. It's not just your typical, like, yeah. they show up and they terrorize Ooh, the family, but the family the somehow is, kills them and everybody's right. okay. It's like, why? Why are they there? All those fucking bunny rabbits? Well, is there some cloning situation yeah, going on? Like... Dude. Oh, dude. Dude. So good. Oh, dude. Dude. You, s- you saw some stuff in that trailer. Yeah. Dude. I tried to deduce. We'll He's see. A smart guy over here. We'll see. All right. Speaking of movies, Sean, every week I do a movie pick of the week. Um, so this week I'm going to tie it in with a little Disney theme. Because right. I just got back from Disneyland, as you guys Hell know. Yeah, dude. Uh, first of all, Alan, had a blast. I missed you. It was, it was mm-hmm. a good time, though. Yeah. And. It got me thinking. We got to do a trip down there, man. We got to do an LA trip, even if we don't do Disneyland. But yeah, it's just fun down there, man. So much to do. You ever seen the movie Bulletproof? Real quick. Uh, no. So the whole time you're in Disneyland, I just oh, kept thinking maybe. about this scene. This was a while ago, right? This like, scene. I couldn't stop. Nineties movie. I almost sent it to you. Police station. Excuse me. Bente, bente, bente <laughs> Dude, he was so funny. This is one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. Wayans, man. Yo, could you help a brother out, man? We trying to get to Disneyland. The two of you were on your way to Disney. Yeah, this is my retarded friend. He's from uh, oh, I from do remember Arkansas this. somewhere, and uh, he wants to go to Disneyland. Why you want to go to Disneyland, man? Disneyland. <laughs> See, Disneyland. I remember like, this. Where? Disneyland. I love the way he says it. Say that again. Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. I just wanted to send you uh, like you audio memos and just go, Disneyland. Every time I'm saying Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, were yeah. they like cops? Was that a buddy cop movie? Uh, yeah. So Damon Wayans was a cop. Adam Sandler was like a drug mule that, yeah. that Damon Wayans was trying to incriminate, but they become friends as they're doing this undercover shit. Anyway, it's yeah. dude, it's so oh, good. Dude. It's such a good movie. It's good air for movies. Oh my god, the, the best. Uh, so, for comedies especially. Drives me fucking crazy. I it, <sighs> it'll never be that way again and that's okay, but It might be. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. It won't be that. Oh, 
just I even know. down to like the the like graininess of it. Like it looked yeah, very nineties and the humor. Like he uses the word retarded. You're not going to hear that in a movie. Oh, anymore. I know. Mother there's a scene where there's a scene where uh, Adam Sandler's trying to escape, <laughs> and uh, Damon Wayans catches him as he's naked trying to get out of a. Uh, he was in the shower and then he's trying to escape out the bathroom window. And Damon Wayans stops him by sticking a gun in his ass very slowly. You're never going to see that now. <laughs> Not ever. And Adam Sandler's like, oh, my God, please get that gun out of my ass. Like, that just ridiculous, amazing. like, slapstick shit. That's fucking dope. It's so good. Anyway. Um, yeah, so anyway, had a great time at Disneyland. Uh, if, if, for people who haven't been there, especially as an adult, it is, it is so fun. Like, I, I don't give a fuck. You don't even need Do a kid kids? to go. I don't. But you don't need kids to go. I I did go no. with my my older sister and her her niece, who is eleven. Is uh, Galaxy's 10, Edge open yet? What's that? Galaxy's Edge is I that open so. yet? That's what took over for uh, Galaxy's Edge. It's the Star Wars. Oh no no no! They're building it right now. Oh, okay. It's going to okay. be open this summer. I was thinking of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That is uh, why I, I picked this movie instead of Tower of Terror. It is. Uh, which okay, okay. Pissed a lot of people off, and I I've never it's gotten to write it. Better than Tower Dude, of Terror. Dude, as soon as the Star Wars things open. Dude, yeah. my band's playing a show I, in LA. It's gonna I, be yeah, crazy, <laughs> dude. I would wait till like the fall because we were hearing how like pack, the, the yeah, park yeah. is already packed in the summer. Oh, when Cars Land was a brand new thing, yeah, I was there. I bet it was a nightmare, Un, undoable. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the crowds were great because it was February. Mm-hmm. Still mm-hmm. fucking packed, by the way, though. Ugh. There's like never a downtime there, and that starts occurring to you after three days. You're like, this is like this all the time, all year round. Yeah. The amount How of money they must turn. How many acres? Uh, it's tough to like say. It's I mean, huge, right? Or we can is look it up. Disney. So there's Disneyland. Yeah. And, and then, then California, California Adventure. Adventure. Yeah. Yep. So that whole world, I mean, I don't know. 85 acres. We walked. It's actually not like as many as I thought it would be. We walked Disney like world, 20 dude. miles a day. Damn, dude. I mean, oh yeah, that's the, I was doing fifteen to twenty yeah, yeah, yeah. every time I was there. We, we, but we were hard in the paint. We did open twenty-seven thousand acres for Disney World. Yeah, Disney World. So Disney, well, Disney World, World is though. Yeah. way bigger. It's Disneyland, eighty something, eighty-five. Oh, okay. And what was yeah. Disney Still, World? That's humongous. Twenty-seven thousand, and that's acres? just yeah. But this, oh. it, that's just Disneyland. See, yeah. I've never been to Disney World. See, Disney World, you can't fuck around there less than a week. Like, a week is barely enough time. Really? Yeah. yeah. Man. It's so big. It's huge, The only time dude. I've been to Florida so is the airport. So fun, though, man. Yeah. It's yeah. so Which good. Which has we, been um, purposeful. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you, you do the Tower of Terror? Yep. Uh, the, so, the Guardians, it's the same building. It's the same tower. Mm-hmm. Um, but, obviously, it's renovated for Guardians. But, it's like... At first, I had no interest in going the ride. Not really. I was like, oh, so it's a 140-foot drop and shoot you up uh, yeah, without up you knowing. Down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I have zero interest in that. And my sister just kept busting my balls. She's like, don't be a weenie. Just try it. I promise you, it's so fun. I went out the first time, and I came off, and I was just like so stimulated. I, I couldn't process my yeah. thoughts. And I was like, I think I like it, but I'm not sure. And it was the same thing for the roller coaster, the what do they call it, the Incredicoaster. <laughs> Wait, where's that at? That's on the California Adventure side. Both, oh, the, actually, both of those rides. It are. used to be called California Screaming, is it? Yeah, that's right. It's oh, the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a little bit different, that. but that's it's the one same of the one. best roller coasters. Right? Like it's like legitimately pound for pound. It's like been a long time. It's oh, doable yeah. though. So like fun. anyone can yeah. do it, but it's there's a loop and like uh-huh. that is exciting. It's just super fast. Yeah. Anyway, the Guardians ride though, and then I went on the second time, and that's what got me. Like, okay, now I fucking love this thing. 
And we just we went on that thing. And over now you probably consider it like that's one of the easier rides, right? Like it's that's the not, best ride there, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. That and like Space Mountain. I love Space Mountain. Did you yeah. Splash Mountain? We did Splash Mountain, yeah. Splash Mountain. Those are my favorite yeah. drops. <laughs> when sure, I was a man. kid, man, we like, our, we went to Disneyland. We did the thing, man. And we were, we went on Splash Mountain, and my sister was like, you got to sit in the front. I was oh, like, right. all right. <laughs> and as was soon as we started, like, it's like right before we hit the ground, she like slammed my face <laughs> into the front of the ride, and I got a bloody nose. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think it was intentional, but it, she was like freaking, you know. Yeah. Ah! yeah. <laughs> like, just bash my head into that oh, thing man god he's yeah, crying so like a little baby but they the uh guardians ride is like just so i mean all the rides are well done mm-hmm. yeah but yeah. even like just walking through the line is detailed out yeah. all, themed out for the movie you do you remember the movie very well that's uh, guardians the, of the galaxy i never saw it oh it's fuck it's fucking awesome that's no, all you ever i want to see chris pratt with abs dude i would like dude. to and that's that cute no, it is like and i don't even really like superhero movies that, right. that much but it's legitimately good the the soundtrack's really fun and yeah it's i thought guardians of the galaxy was a lot of fun yeah, me too. i've had a lot of fun with a lot of the marvel movies lately like yeah. like yeah. i didn't see good. the i didn't see the first two thor movies and then the I third one came thor out first yeah, yeah yeah so if you like thor it's yeah. really funny right yeah you yeah. like guardians yeah i was like thing. dude i have zero interest in seeing thor and then like the ragnarok trailer dropped and i was it's like oh so i'd watch good. that yeah <laughs> i mean it's really i'd good. watch yeah. that movie yeah my 14 year old brother really was like funny. this is the shit and i had like two hours to kill so i popped it on netflix and yeah. i was like you're right it's yeah. amazing you're like that was not a total waste yeah yeah like Natalie anything portman just... wasn't in it but all right yeah that is that is the only bummer but i was just blown away the detail of this this place man and that and that ride like like I said, so you're supposed to be in um, the Collector. That's the name of like one of the villain dudes. Oh, okay. It's uh, Benicio del Toro's character. He's like this crazy guy who collects shit from around the galaxy, and you're walking through his office, and then the little fucking raccoon dude named Rocket. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Bradley Cooper's character. He comes out like an actual animatronic, bounces around, and he mutes the guy's TV. He's like, ah, oh, screw this guy. Anyway, the point of like the ride is that you're with Rocket and you're trying to rescue their friends. So oh, you have to go sick. rescue Chris Pratt and whatever. And I mean, 140 feet. It's actually more than that. It's it's close to 10 stories. And uh, it <laughs> fucking opens the door and it's like a movie screen. And yeah. it's like the movie, but they read they've they filmed different footage for the ride yep. and they start playing like 80s music and it's different every time you go on it. That's cool. So it'll be like, hit me with your best shot. Or like Joan Jett. Yeah. Fucking, I think Michael Jackson, you know, shit like that. And then out of nowhere, you just fucking fly to the top. Yeah. And at one point I had my hat and at, you can't wear anything in your hat or like yeah. any of this shit's going to come off. And I was stepping on my hat with my foot and I accidentally like let all my limbs up because it's hard not to. And my hat came flying up like Apollo 13 style. And me and my sister both look at each other and see my hat. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Save it, that it shit. It was fucking dope, man. Yeah. Such a great place. And just all the, just the, I know. like I was saying earlier, the forced perspective to make yes. it see. And, you know, they, they make it to where you can't see the rest of California. So yeah. you don't, no. you don't realize you're visually. You're in Disneyland. Yeah, you're in a different land. And then they're just pumping out like in Main Street and shit. They're the pumping sense. out dope smells. Yes, and, that's real. Ugh. That's real. I'm Everything's. A, it, I think it's a five eighths size yeah. of construction. It's brilliant. Um, it like, and the more time you're there, because you, you said you've been there for like days on end, right? Yeah. You start noticing these weird, small details. Like we saw a guy sweeping leaves. Oh yeah! Don't even get me started with this shit. 
and he's sweeping into a bag and then he just leaves a little pile in the shape of a Mickey and just walks away. <laughs> yeah. And like no one, he didn't, no one was watching him. I know. Just me and my yeah. sister were watching this guy in like a very. I saw like a group of uh, custodians and then uh, one of them just flips over his, his trash can thing and then takes these drumsticks out of the bag of his pocket. He starts drumming and yeah. then one of the like sweepers, you know, re- uh, breaks the, the broom, like twists the broom in half, two drumsticks. Right. Another, another garbage can and now there's just I'm watching like stomp right, it was just right. live it was just yeah, right yeah, there yeah, totally. a crowd forms it's they just, make it feel like it is a magical place like yeah. shit can just go down yep like look yeah. everywhere because at any point something sick and when, then yeah. to be in that headspace it's brilliant because then I it know. puts you in this like this place is magical my dad used to work at Disneyland oh that's sick yeah he worked at like the hat shop you know where you write the name on the Mickey yeah, hats yep. and that's cool. the magic shop in Main Street dude that's so, where Steve Martin started. He met so. Michael Jackson on Main Street. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Crazy shit. Huh. A wonderful place, man. S- super fun. I, I can't I wait for Galaxy's for that, Edge, dude. I'm like, I'm buying like a full dude, like Jedi. Re- I'm growing the hair out. Amazing. Like I'm getting the little thing going on. Yeah. And like, dude, as soon as Galaxy's Edge hits, I'm like, it's gonna be I'm dope. there, dude. Our band, our whole band. Mark my words, dude. The day that opens, we'll be playing in LA. That, yeah, why not? <laughs> If you can um, make that shit happen. There's a really good view of like, what's it called? It's what the Swiss Family Robinson tower, uh, treehouse used to be. It's oh. something else now. It's like the Tarzan yeah. thing or something. But it goes really high up. Yep. And you can see the Star Wars land being built. It is so big. Oh, yeah. It's huge, dude. Yeah, they're not so stupid. Dope. They know what kind of a franchise dude. that is. Oh, and they're building a whole hotel, too. Really? And like, And as part For of- For the Star Wars park? Yeah, yeah. And oh, as wow. part of the hotel, they're like- they're like send people on missions so like oh, the whole thing is interactive like it's right. not just like you go to the star wars area and it's star wars themed it's like as soon as you get there they lock you into a narrative and they like get you to play the role oh my God. the whole time you're there it's no like way. like you're in the world yeah yeah and and i heard that's that like cool. they're making a bar like in the star like it's going to be like one of the first parts of disneyland that, like serves alcohol and so, like, they'll give you, like, Star Wars drinks that are, like, real alcohol, like, in the Star Wars area. Shit. I'm so stoked, dude. I just want to be there for the first time that that interactive bullshit doesn't happen on, like, a grumpy dad. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not doing it. It's like, that. hey, uh, John Smith, I'm here to check in. Me and my family are here. Oh, great. So the princess has been taking. He's like, what the fuck is my room Shut number? Up. I'm yeah. not doing this shit right <laughs> yeah. now. I'm on vacation. My kids will be down later, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, God. That's awesome. All right, let's jam this yeah, trailer. Yeah, let's jam trailer. I got 6% of uh, my let's battery life. Yeah, check this movie out, Alan. You'll you'll I I'll need be very to, surprised yeah. if you didn't like it. He got so ripped from this movie. Hey, cool, man. No problem. No problem at all. This director, James Gunn, is great, too. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. Alan, do you know the story of his character? Vaguely. He's from Earth, from like the late 80s. The only thing he has to tie him to his family on Earth is a walkman. Since his wife and family were killed, he's been on a rampage across the galaxy in a search for vengeance. Gamora. Soldier, assassin, wanted on over a dozen counts of murder. Rocket, wanted on over 50 charges of vehicular theft and escape from lockup. What the hell? Groot, 
has been traveling recently is Rocket's personal houseplant slash muscle. Peter Jason Quill. He's also known as Star-Lord. Who calls him that? Himself, mostly. He's wanted <laughs> largely on charges of minor assault, public intoxication, and fraud. They don't blur that in the movie, do they? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how this machine worked. Yeah, it's, it's like borderline not appropriate for kids. Right. Hey, kind hey, of hey, like hey. Thor kind mine. of goes there. You hey, take those Dude, headphones off works. right now. Dude, he's ripped, man. This is no Parks and Rec. They call themselves the Guardians of the Galaxy. What a bunch of a holes. You only have to watch two of them, right? <laughs> yeah. Aren't there two of them? Yeah, there's a second one, right? Is yeah. the second one out? Yeah, it's been out yeah. for a while. Jesus. And I think they're great. They've been debating the third one, yeah. Do you have any battery at all? Four percent. Uh go back to YouTube real quick. T- type in uh Guardians of the Galaxy Ride. I wonder if there's anything. I watched at one point. There's some decent videos of it. People like snuck in their phone, probably. Are you supposed to turn your phone off? But Is that the you Disneyland couldn't even have way? your phone. I don't know how this guy. Really? Oh, it's just too intense. You're flying around. Oh, Look I how fucking it. tall that thing is. And you can't really see, but there's dude. like bay doors that open at the very top of the tower. They yeah. actually My open friend. to the outside. That's killer, man. So you see the outside. One of the guardians of the galaxy. The smart one. <laughs> Listen up. He's Looks just like Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Door. Just like him. That's like the waiting like room. George Costanza. Is that is that Bradley Cooper's voice? I'm gonna blast that thing and destroy all the controls. You can't hear that. That's weird, right? That's him. He's doing a great job. I know. All right, fast forward. This is just the beginning shit. See if. Uh... Oh yeah. Yeah. So you're like in a mini movie theater almost. And oh, it opens yeah. up. That looks way cooler than the shit that would open up yeah. for Tower of Terror. <laughs> Tower of Terror was like some 1960s. Right, right, right. It was like Twilight, wasn't it? Wow. Yeah, it was supposed to be Twilight Zone shit. But it's like always just kind of hovering. That does, you know, obviously no justice. You're fucking flying up a building. That's rad. See, and then it goes outside. I love that. And it takes a picture the, yeah. right there. So right before you fall, it takes your dumb picture so you look like an insane person. That's some hilarious pictures. That's so sick. Yeah, man. Good times. Fuck All you got to do is borrow a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe R. Kelly will let you... Uh... <laughs> That's uh, me giving a good salute before we flew down. Oh, nice. But see, if you really pay attention, I'm a pussy and I'm holding on with my other arm. <laughs> hey, man. Whatever you got to do for safety... <laughs> I'm putting all my trust yeah, in that stupid seatbelt. Yeah, fuck that. Although, all dude, right. if yeah, a ride was going to fall apart, I'd want it to be at Disneyland. I'm trying to make some money. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Fuck, dude. That's what I'm saying, oh, dude. I People know. get borderline decapitated at Knott's Berry Farm, and they're like, uh, we'll give you like a blueberry yeah, muffin. Yeah, like, dude, Knott's Berry Farm was the shit oh, when I was a man. kid, man. Yeah. I remember that, uh, like, Six flags my, dad, my dad worked in San Diego when I was a kid, and it was oh, like, nice. it was like Knott's Berry Farm was like the first place I went. And yeah. it was, I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. 
It's funny though because like it's not that cool in comparison <laughs> to Disneyland. Knott's Berry Farm is garbage. It's but like then a jelly. Factory. If you compare Enchanted Forest to Knott's yeah, Berry true. Farm, that's true. It's just like I haven't been to Enchanted Forest though in a long time. Same. I remember it just being like a discovery up? zone outside. God. You know, that's all that is. It's an outdoor Chuck E. Cheese. Yep. All right, let's wrap this sucker up. I'm going way over. Sorry. Cool. Where can people find you, homeboy? Uh, the internet. The internet. Uh, if you use Google, you can find the angry releases just about everywhere. What's your Instagram handle, Mr. Uh, Sean Taylor? Mine is Mr. Oh. Sean Taylor. The band is the angry releases. Dope. Mr. Is that a good place to go for the band on Instagram? Yeah, Instagram is like, it's pretty much been like our best platform. Yeah, um, it's perfect for bands. Yeah, it's been like it's what honestly we like wanted. Yeah, like Instagram has been like, no, no. like that's been the the key to yeah. to our. I thought band. it was MySpace back in the day. I was like, this is the perfect thing no, for dude. a band. It's Instagram. Like yeah. Facebook sucks. It does. Like Twitter is like I don't get it. Yeah, it's, it's for celebrities like, only. Yeah, but like, theory. but Instagram, man, it's like, dude. People find our band on Instagram. Like I've been shipping records to, like Europe and right. like, that's awesome. Just Perfect. like all over the and it's just like just random folks like mm. find us on Instagram. So yeah. yeah, that's that's the place. Yeah, I love. Instagram. I've met so many cool people. Like like it's unbelievable, man. It's awesome. I know. I used to think that Instagram was only going to be dope for people like me that did something visual. I know. Yeah. Because well, when it started, it was. Yeah, it was just they've like done such a great job of pivoting into. Like oh we got video we right. got yeah. you know oh it's yeah. a whole like it's it's a billion it's everything ways. you need dude. Yeah. story and like dropping like messaging too is like yes. at first I was like why do you need that but then mm. I was like okay this really is a game changer yeah, yeah. Totally. dude it's like dude this w- like I met some folks from like Germany like who started following our band on Instagram and they were like we're gonna be in the states and like we really want to like see you guys and like hang out so and like cool. get your record and like it's like what the fuck? Like, this is so weird. Like, why is anybody interested? And it's like, in like Instagram is just like open so many doors for yep. us. Like it's agreed. So anyways, yeah. Long story short, Instagram is, I don't really pay attention to everything else. Yeah. If you're willing to use this shit the right way, which is, yeah. that's the work you guys are putting in, which is important because yep. Instagram can exist and, and also not be awesome for you if you don't use it. Yeah. You know? Um, Are there any fights in between now and next week? Nope. Okay. Then let's curb... UFC two. Yeah, that's fine. And, and maybe week. we don't even cover it. I, 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 I do want to. I okay. want to hear what you think about it. Yeah, I'm down. Okay, cool. Um, where can they find you, Alan? Where can the people find you? Uh, on Instagram, just it came from the sky. Website, alanashcraft.com. Lovely. You can find me at James Ian Macmillan and at Stateside MGMT. And we are discussing doing a podcast Instagram. Yeah. You right? should do it. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I'm down too. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know. I don't know. I, I guess, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not mad at the idea. It'll be easy to set up. It's just, you know, it's annoying to build things, know. you know, build the following and stuff. I but I don't want to start it with two people following, but. Yeah, we'll just have to be know. those. Hey, dude, you got two right here. Yeah. Mr. Sean Taylor and the Angry Leases. There it is. <laughs> there you go. We just okay. got to be those annoying people that from the management page, from your page, from my page, we just say, yeah, follow this, you know, do that like weekly and. So that it. we're not annoying, but we're driving traffic there, and okay, it'll build I it organically. I think we're, Worst we're thing you can do is it. get worried about like numbers. You know, it's that like Gary know. V shit. Just do your thing and Just do your thing. Alrighty, um, and then the spiel. Um, yeah, if if you like the show, if you found this funny or entertaining or of value in any way, what do we want people to do? Just tell one person. Just tell one person. Tell one person. That'd be fantastic. Uno persona.
Um, I'm assuming. I don't know what's person. Two people. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, you're maybe right. three. Those person. Well, you got at least. You got at least Trace Amigos. Yeah, I would hope. It's just you know people are hustled every fucking day. Yeah, to go through a gauntlet of every time pushing you, buttons, yeah, liking, and subscribing. You watch and, your favorite YouTuber, fucking podcaster, and it's the same shit. Yeah, like, subscribe, share, and it becomes just a wave of uh, stuff you just can ignore, like a commercial. Yeah. And yeah, so we just want to keep it realistic. Yeah, just tell one person, or or don't tell anybody, but message. And that actually makes all the difference. Yeah, yes. Like one one person. Yep. Like one person yeah. enjoying your shit is enough that like yeah. like it's worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it really is. And and it doesn't even have to be. You don't have to physically tell anybody. You just share it, yep. or you know whatever. Yeah, do the thing that. And then you're telling natural. multiple people. It's not even just one person. You're sharing it to all your followers and. Absolutely. All that shit is much appreciated. Alrighty. Well, uh, glad to be back. Yeah. And um, all is well in the hood. We'll be back next week. Not sure on a guest. Either way, we'll be here and uh, we'll put on a show. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it. All right. Well, thanks for being on, Sean. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, man. guys. Appreciate it. That was fun. All right. Well, it is Wednesday today. This will be up on Monday. Um, Sweet. For all the people, they know that that is podcast day. Mondays is when we upload the episode we love you all thank you for supporting the show we will see you next time have a good one Bye. bye
Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.